Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
Corey Sproul or Vinny Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill, okay? If uh, if the stars align correctly, I will be joined by some co-hosts. But if not, never fret. Nonetheless, we are here. We are in the building for another dynamic episode of KTL Radio uh, broadcasting at the 10 p.m. hour, you know, a little bit later than our scheduled 9 p.m. Uh, blast off. We are in production mode for this weekend. So I tell you, family, there's not enough hours in a day. But please take note and just be a tad bit appreciative that we took a pause in our production program because it's important. You know what I'm saying? It's important ever since we've been back on these airwaves. Uh, we really understand the importance of having this transmission up and alive. You know what I'm saying? So we are here. We're here for the people. We're here for our guests. We're here for ourselves. We're here for the universe, the galaxy, the ancestors, everyone that's in the building, tuning in. Okay. Uh, shout out to the family that was here for Tuesday's episode. Began a lot of phone calls and emails. About that, um, you know, with, with mixed emotions. Some people were upset at some things that took place on that program and upset at some of the guests, and people were very much enjoying of the surprise guests that we had falling in, Mama Pill, and what have you. And um, if nothing else, there's a lot of conversations brewing in the community right now, so there's a lot of anticipations for certain things to be addressed. A lot was, uh, you know, laid out on Tuesday's program. And there will definitely be a time for that, you know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, in between time, we are getting ready for a powerful weekend here in New York City. A lot of my comrades have arrived, several are on their way in from across the country, some from around the world, okay, with anticipation of a gathering. You know, if nothing else, you know the information is cool, but the opportunity to commune with one another, to be in the building, to share space and energy, to do business. For some people, for their very first time, a taste of having sea moss, you know, it's exciting to them. There's anticipation, you know, so the merchants and the vendors, 
are looking forward to it. The attendees are looking forward to it. The uh, guest speakers are looking forward to it. And I'm sure in the ancestral, you know, realms that our ancestors are also overlooking these endeavors and looking forward to it. Okay? Shout out to Baba Heru Samaj, our brother Samaj from the studio Patah. I was holding court with him uh, yesterday down at the studio Patah, which is located on 55 Christie Street, New York, New York, Chinatown, you know. And our brother uh, has a lot to share. We're definitely going to be bringing him on the program as well very shortly, you know. There's a lot to be addressed in the community, considered a community. Uh, is not just consistent of the identifiable faces or what you call the quote-unquote conscious community. You know, when elders such as tonight's guests and our brother Samar speak, they're speaking in entirety for us as a people. You know, they're not just speaking for what we call the quote-unquote conscious community. There are inscribing into stone, in this particular case, which is uh, into a memorex, right, into digital file, right, certain inscriptions that are going to be here for a long time. Well, our brother Hank Rising's son, okay, a powerful program on his blog talk show, Magnus Crystals and Pyramids, yesterday, it was called Ancient Egyptian Herbs of Power, Mushrooms and Acacia, starring Master Kalindi and Katie, the arch degree. You know, this young man never ceases to amaze me with his his information. Uh, I can't really say where he's pulling it from, but he never runs out of, you know, just amazing blog-worthy, noteworthy information to share with the family. Last night's show was no exception. I mean, it was totally upstairs, you know, totally upstairs that, you know, we we definitely need to have a panel of some sort in the very near future about the, the spiritual aspects of herbs and you know, different medicines and, and you know, we gotta bring the shamans together with the priesthood and really see what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? Really talk about what were the activating principles of these ancient civilizations that we speak of. You know, information is one thing, you know, but how are they accessing? How are they transcending the mundane? You know, how are they really tap what's necessary? Why are priests necessary? What is initiation about? You know, what is the craft? You feel me? Not the surface stuff, not the stuff that you're going to find in the books, but the stuff that you find in the craft where the work is done. So you might want to really listen to that program just to get an inkling of where I'm going with this. But shout out to them for putting on a phenomenal class last night. I'm talking about raising the roof, you know, with the master student and the master teacher in the building together, man, it was it was just amazing, okay? So you can check that out. That's in the archive. KT, the arts degree, will be in the building as well this Sunday, 
He is going to be debuting the Histonics, his new formula. He has an amazing, incredible commercial, you know, Hollywood quality. You know what I'm saying? This kid is the truth, man. So I will be dropping that at some point in the chat room. We're going to have it on the KTL uh, fan page. I don't like that word, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the KTL Nodalez TV page that's on block on Facebook. We'll be dropping it on there. A lot of things, a lot of things, you know, coming in the uh, in the new year. We got some dates. We're going to be traveling around the country and doing some talks in January. We'll be in Virginia, I believe, the weekend of January 23rd, 24th, 25th, something like that. Um, then we're going to be in Florida. I'm going to wait for Katie to call in for a date on Florida. So we'll be in the Florida area doing a dissertation as well. So all of that information will be being brought forth. Next weekend we'll be in Florida for the Moors, uh, Summit of the Moors. And I'm sure next week we'll be having a show detailing, laying that out. Shout out to my brother, Diallo Sekou. Shout out to Abundance House. Shout out to Taharka. And there will be much to discuss at the Summit of the Moors as well. So we will be there next weekend. I believe KT is going to be there in addition as well. So look forward to that. Um, But, yeah, first thing first, okay, and that's what's coming forward this weekend at the Comedic War Conference. All right? So our guest tonight, Brother Infidici, will be a features for Elder on the panel. All right, he will be in the building this upcoming Sunday. And um, we're going to have a very brief discussion tonight about a prelude to what the brother's going to be bringing in his conversation. His dissertation will be centered around the importance of learning and mastering the Meduneta so one doesn't have to take, you know, on on face value, what's being told in regards to what our ancestors left described for us to know, okay? You don't want any adversarial force interpreting your instructions and giving to them to you as if they are awarding you with a bonus as to how to activate and get out of here, okay? So it is very important that we review what has been written you know, what has been um, deciphered, you know what I'm saying? And if, in fact, there is more than meets the eye. So who else but the master teacher to uh, make that plain and make that known? Shout out to my brother, A.A. Rashid, okay? He's going through a, a brief period of mourning right now. I believe that at some point, he may call in tonight just to share some sentiments with the family because, uh, you know, this is the family, man, and this is where people come to be able to uh, talk to their family. There's not too many other outlets for that, you know, when you want to get close and touch the people. So the chat room is open now. Uh, if you want to get in there, uh, peace to the chat. If you got access to your social medias, let them know that you're in the building. Kate Chill Radio is on. 
All right, if people didn't get the notice when we shot the uh, flies and all that out on FB and Instagram, let them know that we are on tonight. You know what I'm saying? Even if we're an hour late, the transmission is up. The signal is live. All right? So what are we going to do here? All right, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. All right, our guest will be here very, very shortly. All right, let me shoot out some more promotions just to let the people know that we're here. In the meantime, in between time, I'm going to play a song or two. Shout out to my brother, Bricks, the foundation. Shout out to my brother, Keith Horton. This is the Detroit family. Shout out to my brother, King Chi Diallo. All right, Uh, Bricks is here. Keith is here. King Chi isn't, but they're representing for him as well. Shout out to my brother, King Leon X, what up, African? You know, the young guards, they will be for, coming forth in the building. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a healthy contingency of many families converging in one spot on one stage in Harlem. Conscious showcase tomorrow night. That should be exciting. A lot of footage coming forth, you know what I'm saying? Just to give you an idea of what's out there, what's out there percolating. In the, in the talent pool, you know what I'm saying, that fresh talent. So they're going to bring forth some music. This right here I'm going to play. This is the Meta Negles, okay? This is from my brother King Chi Diallo. Check it out, family. We will be right back. Yo, they going to love me when I come. Going to hate me while I'm there. Then miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. Conversation caused a brain cell. Well... Feel my words and it ain't real. Got him. They prophesied that a man will be born inside. Who had the power to alter whatever he decides. I am the meta nigga, yeah. the pharaoh amplified. Woo. I put in work for this paper like the classified. Third eye, peaky meeting, I see everything. I see my cipher undeniable, it's like a wedding ring. King T, follow codes on his baseball. Imagine God acquiescing to the state law. Spirit beings in this human experience. Energy's not created or destroyed, it's infinite. Part in my magnetism, I had to get them. And I solved the algorithm for how to grasp the system of capitalism. God, I'm a super genius. I'm the new Jesus. I'm forever breathing. I'm the meta nigger. I don't have a weakness, I can change the season, back in extra penis, cause I'm the meta nigga, 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 bring together more than Venus, then I thought to feed it, my wrath is extra heated, cause I'm the meta nigga, I attract a lot of haters and I do that shit on purpose, but I keep that quattro cinco in my clothing like detergent, hold up, hold up, word life, cleanliness is next to godliness, what's new, I'm a product of my environment, the meta niggas living life on a scholarship, oh yeah, a pioneer glad it's bad, fry your microchip, oh. so just roll up on you like you did the damn for poppin' shit, God body, get my schooling from the hieroglyphs, oh. super brief, so time track, kill for broken promises, still good for what you brought, got hit in 1997, can you catch the himmel don't disrespect, don't use the intellect All the answers in the silhouette Powered up so when I flex I disconnect the internet Mind over matter, do away with all the cigarettes 
I'm a Madanese. Meditation, steady breathing, telekinesis. I'm a super genius. I'm the new Jesus. I'm forever breathing. I'm the Madanese. I don't have a weakness. I can change the season. Back in extra penis. Cause I'm the Madanese. 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 Bring together more than Venus than I thought to Venus. My wrath is extra heated. Cause I'm the Madanese. Cooking at a million megawatts. I'm hot. The Madanese said it's every time. Oh God. We eat organic, ain't no restaurant. Bro, crop. We trying to get back to our Campbell line. No locks. We moving as a galaxy of stars. Co-op. For any spirit that opposes the mess. No stop. You get the picture, I forgot for us. No problem. Movement's in, but a revolution. No stop. My center being be extending through the ceiling. What a feeling. Rising like a phoenix. I'm the Madanese. My soul is solar. I have no remote controller. And I'm down to get it. Popping with some cans. No Coca-Cola. I'm so enlightened. I feel psychic. Watch my science. Interplanetary power. Cause a multiversal riot. It's distraction all around me. But inside of me it's quiet. I am everywhere. I want to be my jurisdiction. Cosmic. Got it? I'm a super genius. I'm the new Jesus. I'm forever breathing. I'm the Madanese. I don't have a weakness, I can change the season, back in extra penis, cause I'm the Madanese, 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 bring together more than Venus, then I caught the fetus, my wrath is extra heated, cause I'm the Madanese, Madanese, Yes, indeed, family. That was King Chi Diallo out of Detroit. Okay, that's the D-Town family. Salute, New Era Detroit. Salute. All right, what's up, African? Salute. Okay, now, yes, indeed, it's 60 degrees. It was 60 degrees here in New York City. All right, we are definitely heating up the grid this here weekend with the anticipation for this conference coming forth. It will be 66 on Sunday as well. If we don't see a snowflake this winter, I would care not. All right? So, with no further ado, family, let us not wait any longer. We want to get the show underway. If our guest is on the line, can you please press number one on your phone so we can bring you in and start tonight's conversation family. Thank you for being patient. With no further ado, call her from the 347-792. Peace to you and yours. Greetings. Peace. E.M. Hotep, can you hear me? Hotep, yes, indeed. Loud and clear. All right, good. Greetings. Welcome to the program. It's an honor to have you on tonight's program. Ankh Ujjah It is my pleasure. Indeed. Can you give a brief introduction to the family, Master Teacher? Well, I'd like to say, E.M. Hotep family, uh, this is Mfundishi Jehutimas Ka Inharu Hassan Kamal Salim. Uh, 
Um, I'm coming here tonight to speak on the use of the Madhu Netra from a pan-African educational system um, that will help, one of the tools that will help liberate us. Uh, and I don't think no one is arguing that we need to liberate ourselves. No one is going right. to do it for us. So um, you need the correct tools in liberation. And sometimes yes, we're using the same tools that enslaved us. That's not going to get us free. And so I want to talk about um, a system of writing and thinking that we call the Madunetcha that will help change our paradigm. Um, so if I can say our present-day educational system here in America or in the Western world is a system set up to enslave, imprison the mind, and retard our consciousness. As a result, we are upside down, inside out, and backwards, <clears throat> which really means that even if you are given some really good liberating information, and we've been given yes. some good liberation information in the last 30, 40 years from Malcolm all the way down, you're not able right. to use it. You're can't not even able to it. use it. You can't process it because your paradigm is in the wrong station. Uh, I'm proposing a new but ancient revolutionary paradigm based upon the Madhu Netcha. And so this helps us look at nature different. It helps us look at um, spirituality different. Not religion, spirituality. It helps us look at right. the universe different. Um, and it helps us process all the things that we need. So our ancestors left us information that we would need in order to go forward. But if you're thinking that your former oppressor, your former enslaver, is going to translate that information verbatim and give it to you, then you're more that's naive right. than I think you are. So that's what I want to really talk about here, you know, today. Because um, I know that some people think you can't speak the Madhu Netra. No, the Madhu Netra is still live. It's still spoken, and the words are still used in many African languages that are still used today. It's just that, again, most of our African countries on the continent is still locked down in a European paradigm, even though they're speaking their own language, even though right. they're practicing some of their own culture. The, uh, the paradigm that they're using to try to liberate themselves is a European paradigm. Almost every president of every country has been educated in Europe or America. Mm. And then they go back and then reimpose those values on their people. So uh, we have a very unique situation where there's lots of Africans here in America and throughout the diaspora who are studying this ancient language, and uh, they can't fool us no more. <laughs> you know, Indeed. you get time to bamboozle us and tell us anything. You know, the ancient Egyptians was white. The you know the ancient Egyptians was Arabs. Uh, no, we know who they are. They told us who they were. So you know, that's where. You know, that's the foundation of what you know. I want to be talking about. So I'm open to any questions. Um, you know, so right now you mentioned the fact that the majority of the leaders of these African nations are educated abroad, either in Europe or America, and mm -hmm. as a result, they bring back the value systems of you know these um, foreigners. You know what I'm saying? Their minds are now colonized, and they bring the colonizers' values back into their home, 
and they do the work for them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Their, their, their hand becomes tainted, so everything that they touch with their hand thus forth becomes tainted. Now, why is that in terms of what will make a person who grew up traditionally around a certain value system be exported somewhere else and now become affected with that particular virus and bring that back and start infecting other people? Well, it's the whole syndrome that uh, white ice is colder than black ice. Mm-hmm. And they go away to the Western world. They see so-called what they think is technology and modernization. And then they look at their rural area that they come from, and they think that their way is backwards. And they think that right. the European way is the correct way, and they want to imitate that, uh, which they're imitating death and destruction based upon a corrupt value system. And they don't see it. Like the president in Ghana, uh, uh, no longer can they use libation in any ceremonies dealing with the mm. government. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's giving wow. homage to your ancestors and stuff. So we're going to take that right out. That's an example of what I'm talking about. Right. So, so that means you take away your ceremony and your rituals. You know, so your rituals is what keeps you in contact with your culture. Let me just say this here. See, the Madhu Nature, for example, it roots you in an unlimited reservoir of knowledge and wisdom from this world and beyond, from a Ma'atian perspective. This Ma'at center teaches us good character, balance, and well-being. So you see, these guys don't have no good character because now they're either Muslims or Christians. The Africa is almost divided between that. The whole northern half of Africa is dominated by Islam. And the southern central southern half of Africa is dominated by Christianity. Now, there's other things no. in between. I said dominated. Right. right. So, therefore, both of them are two paradigms that are outside of the African Liberation Front. Neither one right. of them cherish African culture. I'll say that again. Neither one of them cherishes African culture and African rituals and African spirituality and the way Africans look at the universe. So both of them are foreign to us. So therefore, no matter what you're doing, it's going to continue to enslave. It's going to act on behalf of the foreigners as opposed to the indigenous people. See, uh, what we're hoping um, is that when you tap back into your roots, this wisdom that was left by us was etched in stone. It's on the walls of ancient Kemet temples. It's on the columns. It's in the design of their statues, their tombs. It's hidden in their architectural structure. Um, through this Kemetic legacy, we learned the science and spirituality that can be seen, touched, and felt wow. through an experience. But yes. through the Bunetia, we also we learned that spirituality is a science. It can't be seen or touched, but its results can be felt. So we need to go back uh, to that, uh, to this true teachings uh, that is based upon our culture, but most of all based upon ma'at. Based yes. upon ma'at. That's, the, you know, that's yeah. one of our key, developing good character. Can I ask a and question of you? Sure. My brother? Mm-hmm. Um. At some point before your introduction to comedic sciences, were you ever involved with any of these other systems? 
No, not really. Uh, my father was never uh, into Christianity, coming from Tanzania. And uh, my mother was a Christian, uh, but she was very yes. open and never made us go, you know, to to that institution. I can remember being, um, I must have been about in the seventh grade, and they kicked me out of Sunday school because I wanted to know, well, Adam and Eve, Adam had another wife. What happened to her? And <laughs> then, <laughs> and they was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Look, oh, no, young man. asking questions like that. Then I said, well, wait a minute. When they get kicked out of the garden, how did they go and mingle with other people and marry other people? Well, who were those people? Oh, uh, so, they, yeah. <laughs> so they put These are the out same of, questions that came to my mind Huh? when I heard the story. <laughs> These are the same yeah. questions that came. I was only there one time, and then I was told, you know, to, to not be brought back. Yeah. You know, I was asking similar questions. Mm-hmm. Um. I asked you that to say at no point in any of these systems are any of these systems devised to build character in men or teach them a level of discipline wherein they can meet themselves and draw forth character? Absolutely not. Both of them teach you to be um, slaves of that system and not even to question it. That's very dangerous. That's good for the slave master. Yes. We have to understand that Islam, under Arabism, introduced the slave system to the Europeans. So we have to be real clear about that. Uh, the religion of so-called peace um, has a, a even a greater record of tragedy, uh, of, of a Holocaust against African people than even with the European experience. So it's tweedly d and tweedly dumb. And good character is not not even part of the program. You know, that's not even part of the program. So that's why I, when I, my introduction, I talk about a Ma'atian. We need Ma'at, truth, yes. justice, righteousness, harmonious balance, and reciprocity. See, they don't want to teach you reciprocity. <laughs> reciprocity means when you have done me wrong, not only do you have to correct that, you need to compensate me. Right. And so they don't want to deal with that at all. At all. So as we, you know, some people would say that this is the new quote unquote Egypt. Okay. Um, I've been to Egypt on the Potomac, the tour that our brother Anthony Browder gives. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand, you know, a lot of the aspects of their um secret societies and things of that nature. Right, you know, I get deal that with a lot of our information. So what aspects from Kemet were borrowed is it only the architectural aspects or is it only the stonemason aspects that were borrowed and implemented here where they have laid this place out like a modern-day Kemet or Egypt for that matter? Yes. Well, yes, let me explain. 52 of the 55 people who signed the Declaration of Independence for this country were Freemasons. So that means they yes. were studying ancient Kemet, African studies. Now, you can't use Ma'at because they're stealing. <laughs> so if you right. just stole somebody's stuff, how are you going to preach my art to them? So they left that ingredients out. What they did was try to use the sciences. They realized the science, the mathematics, the structure. We will use that. We're not going to talk about my art. We'll just leave that on the back burner. 
So that's what was missing in the whole American society because while they were talking all this freedom, Africans were enslaved. You understand? Right. Washington owned slaves, and he even when he died, he didn't free them. On his dying bed, he didn't free his slaves. You know, um, so we have to be real clear. Several of those presidents had slaves. So you're talking freedom, talking independence, but only for uh, melanin-deficient people from, who come from Europe. You're not talking about the indigenous people, and we're not talking about the Africans who were brought here. And see, the quadrants is not kept. There were as many Africans here already before the enslaved Africans were brought. And then what they did is just mix them all in together and just call them all one people. Yes, I know that um, you may have heard many people positing uh, certain notions about hieroglyphs or medunetta being found over here. Right, different reliefs and things of that nature, and then they point to the pyramidal structures in different parts of the Americas. What are your thoughts on that? You know, well, the mound, that, you know, mound yes. building is a prerequisite for pyramid building. So yes. uh, you know, along the Mississippi, you got like over a hundred mounds, you know, and that had nothing to do with the red man. That was the black man at all. Yes, the indigenous people who were here. Uh, when the red, I remember I was in Detroit, and uh, the French had asked the Native Americans there, the red man, why they build the mound there by Detroit going across to Canada. And the red man said, no, we didn't build those. Those were here when we got here. Yes. So, you know, we have to be clear about that. Um, we Indeed. are the original builders. Um, but again, like I said, these people so were... So, in fact, our historic record here dates back many thousands of years. And yes, this you know some nice. some people would say that mound building, just as you said, predated pyramid building. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what what sort of timeline are we talking about? I I didn't hear that last part. I said, what sort of timeline are we talking about? Uh, well, we're talking about um, what well, right now, for example, in January, I'm on my way to Niger, Nigeria, Benin, yes. Niger. Uh, because in Niger, there's a pyramid there that's 12,000 years old. That's older than the pyramids in Egypt. That's Western mm. Africa. 12,000. But I want to go myself, take my own pictures, talk to the chemitologist there, and do my own translations. So when I come back to the people, I can talk from fact. So I'm a research right. historian. I'm not just going by what I read in the book. Um, I'm going by that. Uh, these pyramids were built like the Olmec pyramids in Mexico. Yes. Uh, and uh, so I want to go and make my own comparison and show that. So we're talking about those pyramids. We're talking about pre-flood. The flood right. took place between 12,000 and 10,000 years ago. That's the, uh, the warming of the last ice age. So we're talking about golden age before this last ice age. Ancient Kemet was a repository of that knowledge after the flood. After the flood, right. After the flood, almost 90% of the world's population was completely wiped out. So people actually started all over again, like hunting and gathering from the barbaric stage, savage stage. Mm. In Africa, because Africa is a plateau all above sea level, 
um, that some of that knowledge was retained here by certain of the priests. It was retained first in the Hopi Valley, ancient Kush, or we know it ancient Kosh. Um, and then from ancient Kosh, that became the parent to ancient Kemet. So when we look at one of the oldest written spiritual texts in the world, which is the Mirkut Sabiat, which they call the pyramid text, that takes place maybe uh, eight, 9,000 BCE. They're talking about a time period. The text is written only about 3,000 BCE, but it's talking about a time period thousands of years earlier. Um, now, there's no known civilization of people writing around the planet during that time. After the flood, everything had been wiped out. And so Africa resurfaces as the centerpiece of all knowledge that we know of today in the modern world. And so when we talk about the, the ancients who helped build America here, these European, uh, they were trying to imitate that and create uh, a Kemet here in the West. So the Potomac acts as the Mississippi. I mean, excuse me, the Potomac acts as the Nile River. No, and right right on, on the western bank of the Potomac, you have the cemetery, uh, you have the cemetery, and that's where all the dignitaries are born. And ancient Kemet on the west is where you have the Valley of the Kings, and that's where you have all your mortuary temples. On the right, on the east side, where the sun rises, is your living temples. So that's where the monuments, Washington, D.C., is all on the living side. We have the Tekken and ancient Kemet on both sides of the building. And they, that was too deep for them. They just got one Tekken. We had two right. Tekkens, one for Asar and one for Haru, resurrection, rebirth, and then renewal. And renewal and constant, you know, and a constant renewal of right now. Um, but they just dealt with the one. And that's a giant phallic symbol. So you're saying, well, what do these Europeans got a giant black penis in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> you know, with, uh, they're right. trying to resurrect this energy and hoping that we would not know that this is our symbol. Hmm. Um, if you look up uh, 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 16th Street, it's directly aligned with uh, the parallels of the pyramids in ancient Egypt. And it's the most spiritual corridor uh, here in America. There's more religious institutions and spiritual institutions oh, yes. on that street than yes, in D.C. And then you got yes. Meridian Hill Park. Yes. Yes, I went and, there as well. Right. And if you're from Meridian Hill Park, you can see the step pyramid on the Masonic uh, Temple. And you mm -hmm. can see the temple in the background, just like you. Oh, they got that thing. They got that thing laid out. Yeah, it's laid out. Okay. So they laid it out sight. just like they did. Washington, D.C., uh, D.C., rather, laid it out just like they, you know, uh, saw Kemet was. And, again, they were trying to rebuild, and many of us did the building. Yes. They actually, black, Benjamin Banneker did the layout and, and did the astrological charting to make sure everything was aligned with the stars. Um, and Benjamin Banneker, you know, is a descendant of the Dogon. And uh, yes. so, you know, we see the same skill here. And then they use African uh, workers. Workers, um, right. Dr. Jeffrey showed you receipts of the people who were employed to build um, a lot of the structures. Uh, for example, when the White House was, uh, when the President's Palace was burnt down by the French, they renamed it the White House because in ancient Kemet, the President's, the, the Suits Palace was called the White House. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
Again, people don't know that. We, they, they were imitating directly, and they used Africans to build that. And Africans literally built the white man here. So we still had the skills and stuff. In fact, when the Civil War ended in 1865, uh, Africans were the, in America were the most skilled people here. Those immigrants that came here did not have the skills. And so that's right. why they um, they had to block us from getting these jobs, hire immigrants. That's how those unions were created. Unions were created to keep black, to skill black people out of these jobs uh, so that they can hire white people and, and try to give them the skills. Hmm. So we got to go back to building for ourselves, creating for ourselves, planting right. food for ourselves. Uh, you know, we have all the ingredients that we need. We talk about we need a council of uh, uh, a council of ancestors that we re- rely on their works. Then we need a living council of elders, and yeah, then we need right. a council of experts. You know, no matter what their yeah. age is, we need a council of experts to take us from one step to the next in every operation that we are in as a people. And we have the skills; right. we just don't have a, an agenda. So I'm hoping that, you know, like even yes. at this conference on Sunday, we have these, uh, I'm the elder on this platform, but we got all these dynamic yes. young brothers. And some of these brothers can reach people that I can't reach. You know, yes. you have your Sarah Sutanetti, you got your, you know, your brother Reggie. Uh, you know, you got these brothers. These guys are, are very talented brothers. So we all have to be able to work together uh, to bring people to the legacy so we can begin to do for ourselves. So hopefully it won't Indeed. be just a won't be just a feel good thing. It'll be about you know using our skills. Uh, you know, brother polite. These are you know very talented brothers. You know, so we need to be able to come together, come up with an agenda. You notice America <laughs> doesn't have an agenda for African people at all. No, you know, so at we're all. just they have, they have a, a faltering one for themselves. Right. This is prime mm-hmm. opportunity. Right. So. Once you create an agenda, now you can go about trying to uh, reach each point. But if you don't have an agenda, then it's not even on the program. It's not even on you know, the program. Bringing it, you know. So we now, hopefully will take right. advantage of this wave. And where positive. does learning and mastering the metronetics fit into the agenda? I want you to speak about yes. that because we already posited that they, you know, have borrowed the architecture. They left out the ma'at, and they've also left out. So how important, how powerful, and how impactful is implementing, you know, almost like I'm going to use an analogy. It might not be the best one, but I think that the audience will get what I'm saying when, you know, the quote-unquote slave master would discard certain parts of the animal and our, you know, our ancestors in this particular land would take those parts and create, you know what I'm saying, gourmet cuisine for themselves at that time that they felt was sufficient. We may know better today, but to them back then, I'm sure it was sufficient enough where it fed them, it nourished them, and it allowed them to continue. Continuity was most important. Get into the next state, fight another fight. Here we are. Yes, I appreciate that. That's exactly, yes. Yes. See, the Madu, one of the things that the Madu Nature does is um, 
it gives you a greater understanding and a mastery of a Ma'atian way of life. And so I, there's two parallels that I like to use, um, and I got this from one of my elders, and that is symptomatic thought versus symbolic thought. We're operating in this society off a of symbolic thought, and you don't even know why it is what it is. Symptomatic thought simply means it is what it is. A tree is a tree. Don't tell me it's the Kabbalah. No, it's a tree. A Kabbalah, that's an a, a idea, that's an ideology imposed upon, as uh, used as a symbol to impose upon something that innately you can relate to. So, um, for example, let me just give you an example. The Chepper. Chepper is the dung beetle. Yes. Now, first you need to know symptomatically what is this dung beetle? Why was this important? We have to understand that the dung beetle eats the dung of most of the animal. Like in Tanzania, uh, my father's homeland, when we look, if you just walk out into the Serengeti Plains where there's more animals per square mile than any place on the planet Earth, if you look out there, mm. you see 10,000 wildebeest, 10,000 zebra, elephants. Now, if everybody's eating and grazing, you know also what they do. What comes in, got to come what? Got to come out. Gotta so you can, imagine, right. you can imagine it could get real funky out there. But yes, every indeed. morning when you take a deep breath, it's fresh air. And you don't see any dung because the kepper, the dung beetle, has eaten it all, has taken mm. even an elephant turd can be extremely big. About a right. hundred thousand uh soon as the elephant lays it, within ten minutes about a hundred thousand keppers, little dung beetles is on it. They take it, roll it into little balls, perfect spears, irritate the soil, bury it. So that means they're um irrigating the soil when they bury the hole in it. When they put the dung in the hole, that's also fertilizing the soil. Yes. So uh you know, so they're doing several things. So they look the ancients who was studying this, saying that, oh, and they're always pushing the dung towards the sun, towards the east. So they, they looked at several things here. They said, wait a minute, this is the only creature that can make a perfect spear without any instrument. Yes. So that means they're, touched in, they're in tune with Ra. They're always moving the dung towards Ra. So they looked at this as moving towards the light, moving towards knowledge, wisdom, understanding. And they had a clear understanding of their environment by irrigating the soil, by fertilizing the soil. Then they lay their eggs inside of it, and it was like a cocoon. So that's what your sahu, your mummification is. So they're learning, and then they're hatched, and it eats its way out into a new reality. And so the ancients are studying this, and they go, whoa, we're going to use this symbol to mean to come forth, to come into being. And we're going to, you know, so when people see this, we see how important it is because this keeps the ecosystem in harmony. So you see by, and this is a letter, this is a symbol, not a, uh, this is a symbol in the Madunetra. So the, all of the Madunetra is symbols like that. Symbols yes. that are in, in nature. They're teaching you how to relate to nature at its best. At its so best, if, right. If we follow the best examples, then we would be better off. We will live longer. We will have healthier lives. You know, uh, symbolically, the ruler was considered Haru. 
Here's another, symptomatic versus symbolic. So symbolic, we see a falcon there. Now, you know the king ain't a falcon, right? So we know, so what, what's going on here? So they're looking at this creature in nature, and it's the fastest creature in the world. You understand? The pelican falcon can travel 285 miles per hour on his descent. Mm. So uh, jet planes and bombers are trying to imitate this falcon. He can spot a mouse under a leaf hovering in the sky a mile and pinpoint 99.9% precision. Not only that, he can go underwater 20, 30, 40 meters and catch a fish. That means he calculates the, the speed of light, the speed of the fish, the bend of light, goes under the water, captures his fish, and come up, and my brother, he is dry. Aerodynamic. Mm. He's hot, man. So now you got to put all of this together. So now the priests are watching this, and they're going, whoa, our rulers are like falcons, great falcons. They have no rivalry in the sky. He is the, he is the top of the food chain. You understand? So, <laughs> so symbolically, they know symptomatically what it does. So they can use this image symbolically to try to portray that image in themselves. So Madhu Necha does little things like that, you know, like the Ibis crane for Jehuti. His beak looks like a pen for right and for yes. scholarship. He's patient. You can see an Ibis crane in the water waiting for a fish on one leg, and he is still for an hour without moving. That's mm. total patience. And then pinpoint precision. When he darts into the water, he got his fish. Like the priest even, yes. They even... They even witnessed a sick Ibis crane give himself an enema. He would fill his head up with water and just put his head in his behind and keep doing it over and over until every all the water shot out of his body and these little worms and everything shot out, giving himself. Mm. And this is where the concept of an enema comes from, from us observing wow. animals in nature. So I'm trying to show people how powerful the Madunetcha is. So it's not just the word. You know, then people say, well, it's, 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 we got all these gods and goddesses. I said, no, that's European terminology. These are principles, right. laws, principles. So this is truly the concept of a picture being worth a thousand words. Yes. The yes, origin of it would be the imagination. We're making it alive. And so, uh, you know, so that that's why the Madhu Nation becomes so powerful. It puts us back in touch with nature. Puts us back in touch with the cosmos, the stars. We plotted the heavens before most people learned to speak. Mm. And we recorded it. You know, it says in ancient Kemet, we recorded three sun years. A sun year is almost 26,000 years. That's over 75,000 years. There is no other people on the planet but us 75,000 years ago. Right. You know, so this is the type of power that the Madhu Netra does. It's not just to feel good. See, we're still using this science. In fact, if we look at ancient Kemet, we can see each generation actually went through a decline. A decline to the time to the Greeks came in. And so we need to go back to the beginning so that we can evolve. We need to evolve. Um, we now, need to transcend. Right. Uh, and I the Madunetra can do that. Right. Like I speak 
seven African languages. They're not going to elevate us. If you speak in Swahili, you just be crazy speaking Swahili. <laughs> if you, Yoruba, you still be speaking, Yoruba, you still be crazy speaking Yoruba. You speak, uh, you know, the Bantu language, you still be crazy doing that because of the Western domination. Kemet, the Madhu nature, gets you out of that paradigm. But I always encourage people of Africans to speak any African language, learn any one. That will at least help you embrace culture because language is the best expression of a culture. So the more you know about African languages, the more you'll know about indigenous culture. You know, just like if you knew some of the indigenous language here in America, it would put you in contact with the culture here. It would put you in contact with nature here. You know, right. So there, there's stories to... intertwined. There's principles right. that mm-hmm. are etched in there that will reveal themselves to you. And you know, these languages, when spoken properly, will access you to nature. You know, to yes. the, to the elements and things of that nature. Um. So what you're speaking of, because you speak of specifically, matter nature being a vehicle that's able to rescue you know, the mental bondage that still comes with the fact that you might learn a language but still not have access to your mind. Your mind is still, you know, pretty much being occupied by a colonizer. So we speak about this aspect of going back to the beginning. You know, in this particular um, situation that we're in, in this climate, you know, surrounded by what we're surrounded by, dealing with what we're dealing with, is that quite possible? Are the conditions the same? Do we live under the same astrological nodes that support that particular level of access that we had at that time? Are we able yes. to really transcend to that level? Yes, we are. I appreciate that question. You see, I need people to understand, when they built the pyramids, there was no money. When yes. we built the greatest structures on the planet, there was no money. So that means, see, people are not talking about, they talk about the greatness of the pyramids. They talk about the greatness of the monuments. But what needs to be discussed was the greatness of the organization of the comedic people, how they were able to feed, house, and take care of families, feed, whole communities. And they had projects, and the whole community would be involved in it. And everybody was compensated for their work, no matter what it was. You know, so we need to begin to do that again. We need to not go get jobs. We need to get work that's relevant to our liberation and for our help us in our mission. And the Medunetra will help you do that. And, and it will help us deal with what I call operational unity. Operational unity meaning that if you have a 10-point program, and I have a 10-point program, and me and you only have eight of our points that are similar, that instead of us discussing the two that we don't agree on, we spend all our energy on doing the eight that's in common. That's called operational unity. All of us need to be, we need to be able to control our food. We have black farmers in the South. We need to be networking with them. We need to control our housing. We can build. We have construction workers, but we're not doing it for ourselves anymore. No, we're not. Now we're doing it for somebody else. You know, we need to pull together. We need to have our own banking system. And I'm not talking about the Negro banks. They're just <laughs> they're just tapped into the white bank system uh, and just black control, but it's not for black people necessarily. 
we need to have banks uh, and and uh, some type of system that will give us uh, root money, root foundation. See, foreigners can come here and they're successful because they got somebody to financially back them. What's important here, what the Madhu Netra teaches us, for example, Africa is the richest mineral continent in the world. The richest mineral deposits in the world. All technology will be irrelevant without the natural resources from Africa. China knows right. it. Japan knows it. That's why they're there in Africa. So why yeah. aren't African-Americans tapped into that? Why aren't Africans in diaspora tapped into that? Ninety percent of the world's gold is coming from Africa, the natural resources. You can't apply without the uranium and cobalt from um, the Congo. You can't fly no jet planes. I mean, you know, see what I'm saying? So we need to be able to take control can't, of our resources. Can't be on the phone. Can't be on a computer. Without you know, the coltan and, and cobalt. But right. why? Why do you think that is? I mean, you know, we mention it a lot, you know, but we don't do enough theorizing on why there's no accessibility at all in terms of the power dynamic of our family that's either there or the family that's here, some of which we can say, you know, may be very well equipped to play on a global stage uh, commercially because they have already proven to the world and to themselves that they have enough influence that they can affect commerce globally. So, Mm -hmm. Why not fully step into the field and mimic like what we see Akon doing? You know what I'm saying? Where they are totally putting the foot into uh, you know, this this energy well, dynamic and still suffering from the whole Willie Lynch syndrome. See, and that's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm pushing the Madhu Netcha because see the Willie Lynch syndrome can only affect you if you're using their paradigm. Yes. So if you're educated in their schools if you're getting your degrees from their colleges <laughs> uh, and you are certified by them, then it's going to be for their benefit. From a Madu, when we learn the Madu nature and we start to reorganize ourselves, we do everything for our benefit. And it's not anti-nobody, it's pro-us. Right. You see? So it's not an anti-program. I'm not anti-Muslim, not anti-Christian. I'm just pro African, pro-comedic, pro-original. That's the indigenous people here, the indigenous people in all the lands. Us working together uh, for a common program. And the Madhu Netcha can show us how we would... But they still can't figure out how we built those statues. They still can't figure out how we uh, were able to lay 20-ton bricks with uh, (laughs) with no wheel. You know, how do we able to move a 100,000-ton Tekken from the mountain to the boat, travel down five, you know, 500 miles, take it off the boat, and then erect it in the middle of the building? They still can't figure that out. But we have that yeah, ingenuity no. in our head. And the system is still, my advanced students, like Dr. Jeffries and all of them in my advanced class, we are, re, we, we are retranslating all their texts. And we can see why they don't want us to read this. Because some of those secrets and stuff are right there. We can begin to rebuild our own and really have real communities and and have real employment for ourselves. We only employ yeah. 1% of our people. Do you realize that? Yes. Black people only employ 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%
That means that 99% of us got to work for Europeans if we don't have a job ourselves. Hmm. That puts you back into the cotton patch. That's a very dangerous situation. What we're talking about and what we're proposing, because you speak about the necessity for an agenda, I've been asking this question until I'm blue in the face. You know, you can imagine that on this platform we have a lot of people that come forth from a lot of different schools, a lot of different walks. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I ask, well, what's the agenda? And very rarely, you know, does somebody have something detailed. So, you know, I, I fully understand that um, it's needed. You know, we, we need to have our own land. You know, yes. in order for us to implement these things that you speak of, it would be a lot easier to pull people out of the constant rigmarole of having to, quote, unquote, pay the rent monthly or, you know, fend for the light bill or, you know, get the money necessary, you know, to pay the whole check to Whole Foods and things of that nature. So this liberation that we speak of, this freedom of our time where we're able to come off of the cycle and off of the hamster wheel and actually get to our creativity, right, it would be necessary for us to be able to commune with one another and have our own land. Now, is that right. something that you're proposing? Are we doing that on the continent, you know, and things of that nature? And if so, you know, is there a clear vision for it? Is there a timetable set up, you know? Yeah. You see, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you yes. had people like Marcus Garvey had a, a, had a plan as a layout. You had people like John Jackson, and he, he put something down. Uh, Chancellor Williams had a program down. Uh, so people have had programs. Asa Hilgi, you know, there's people have a program. In my book, Spiritual Warriors and Healers, on page 352, I break down the whole system, like a 12-point a, a system, on how we can totally liberate ourselves. So I'm not in reinventing the wheel. See, what if, yes. when you look at Black Wall Street, what was the problem with Black Wall Street? See, we always talk about how gorgeous they had 21 banks to schools, four jet, pl I mean, four airplanes. You know, we don't... But what were they missing? They didn't have a defense system. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have a defense force, you know? Uh, and they and they had a European paradigm. Yeah, so, yeah, right, so you change your paradigm, and you have to be able to defend whatever you develop. See, people get scared when you start talking about a, a, a defense force. Uh, <laughs> but you got to be serious about that. If you're talking about developing something, you need to be able to be able to defend it. Now, we're not talking about going into war with Europeans, but we're talking about defending our space. Yes. And that has to happen. Uh, we need to stop talking about how messed up our kids are in this educational system and redo our own. I've been involved in four independent African schools, and uh, most of them still exist. We have schools in Trenton, New Jersey, independent African schools. There, there's something called CB, the Council of Independent Black institutions in America where there's 30, 40 black schools, independent, teaching the curriculum that I'm talking about. Um, we talk, need to talk about holistic health and healing systems. We got now, like people like Dr. Sabi, Dr. Um, Laila Africa. We have these naturopaths, Dr. Af um, uh, uh, Ali Muhammad. We have these people have these uh, who are actually certifying people in holistic health and healing. So we have African practitioners. We need to get out of the sickness industry and get into the wellness industry of holistic healing. Yes, um, absolutely. And 
our stuff need to be based, our classical language is the Medunetia. That's our classical language. And let me define why. Classic means the best that your culture has to offer. So like our classical music is like jazz. Yes. You know, uh, our classical language is the Medunetia. It is the best that we have. See, there's prose, philosophy, astronomy, astrology, science, mathematics, all in the Medunetia, which is the root of almost all those sciences in the world. It comes from our language. We, Latin can't be, we created that. Um, Greeks, we, <laughs> we taught the Greeks how to write. That can't be our classical language. That's Europeans' classical language. So the Medunetia is our classical language. Um, and see, it doesn't matter if you speak Yoruba, uh, Tree, uh, Swahili. We say keep speaking those languages, but our classical language is Medunetia. Um, we need, we need um, our African governance system. We can't imitate capitalism. Our own food production and labor manufacturing system. Our own kuumba art and entertainment. Look what has happened to our musical industry. Our entertainment mm. industry is the disaster area right now. You know, so we need yes. to take control. We, we used to have music that uplifted us. <laughs> um, we, had, we used to have music that made our women feel good. Brothers feel good. I don't know what's going on with the music now. Science yeah, and technology. Yeah, you know. Um, I remember, you know, we had music that tried to take the covers off you. Remember, smiling faces, tell lies, you know, was that the OJs? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know what's going on now. Listen, we don't even control our own transportational system. Nothing. Right. I mean, so, you know, so, and, and spirituality is definitely top next to defense because we got to get out of these churches. We got to get off our knees, um, you know, uh, five times a day. And we need to do some work. We need to meditate every day. So I'm not talking about taking spirituality out. You need to believe in the creator. You need to divi- believe in divinity. And, and, yes, you need to have meditation and yoga and, you know, holistic healing. You need to understand crystallology. You need to understand energies all around you. But you need to get out of these religions. And, see, there's programs already. So yeah, that's, this is what I'm trying to bring to the platform. And and I want to work it with the brothers that are already there who have these dynamic skills, you know your your brother Shaka Amos, you know your brother Reggie, uh, your brother Polite, your uh, Sarah Sutasedi, your the uh, um, God Killer, you know all, all these brothers, you know again they got skills. We need to just all come together and be on a platform, and we have to understand and recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses. Now, we try to com- about we try to compensate for the be. Hmm? About the uh or in regards should I say to the council of elders. Yes. You know what what are we waiting on in regards to that? You know what I'm saying? Is that something that should already be implemented and put in place? Yes, to, you know uh, the elders exist and they're probably just waiting um you see, you can't be an elder if you don't have people to to to, to be the jagna of. Uh, some of our young people are, because some of the elders in the past have not stepped up to the plate, so the young people have tried to just surpass them. 
We're just going to leave the yeah. elders out. We're taking this over. But they don't have the wisdom to do that. So, you know. The elders are being pushed aside. Right. So, you know, we need to have these young brothers like that I'll be with on Sunday. We need them to acknowledge the elders and to have the elders step forward. Call them out. Yeah. And, and then make them active. You know, um, you know, cause they, we got the workers. They're like the vanguard force, you know. But they need yes. the counsel of the of the wise elders, and and we need to get some of these women involved into this struggle, you know, at this high level. So they we're dealing with yeah. the elders. We're talking about the males and the female, and you know, like our whole program here is nothing but brothers on here. They need to be two or three sisters, dynamic sisters. You know, we need to have a, a little more balance. What's going on? Yes, I believe that Sister Maat is a sister that's on a program. She was featured on our show Tuesday, so she'll be okay. in the building. And my mother came on the program and spoke about the same thing that you know it's about okay. it's about time that the sisters be heard from, yeah. especially if, if brothers are standing up there and using the woman as a reason to say, you know, we want to return to a comedic paradigm because of the matriarchal ties to that mm-hmm. particular paradigm. Um, right. You know, well, well, where are the women that are being raised and, and edified in the community, for that matter? Where mm-hmm. are the women that are being put to the forefront and being heard? You know, women having a mind and, and a mouth of their own where they can tell you exactly how they feel and what's going on, and that's not being done enough, so as much as we espouse, you know, what was and these particular principles, it's really time to activate them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and we have to, ha- and, and, when we think about our first educator is your moms, you yeah, know, and so I, when yeah. we're in these schools, when we're talking about redoing our own schools, the majority of the teachers will be women. And so we need, they have to have a good understanding of the comedic legacy to you know, to make sure that we don't get back into a Western paradigm and start to you know to fall back into the same Willie Lynch syndrome. Right. So, are we proposing once again, like I said, a physical location or a schooling first, something that's uh, universal in regards to you know reeducating our people and then bringing them together, because to bring them together with the hopes of educating them. You know, that that might be a trick bag as well if they still got that chip in them. Yes, you know, it almost it almost sounds like uh the matrix when Morpheus talks about the various people we want to help are still yeah. our enemy. Until <laughs> we free them until we free them. Yeah, until we unplug them, they still our enemy. So I know people don't want to hear that, but that's the reality. Because um Anytime people run across a little struggle, they go back to their former slave master. They go back to what's comfortable to them. And their master doing everything for them, giving them a job, uh, you know, giving them a religion, giving them a language is comfortable for them. Giving them a breast to to nurse on, all of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know, you know. Yeah, to answer your questions here, I know we're coming towards the end. To answer your question here is that, for example, when I'm teaching them to do nature and I'm teaching people in the spiritual legacy, um, I don't want them just to be under me. I don't need to be the top dog in charge all the time, you know. I'm teaching people to be the captain of their ship. 
And so as a result, I got people who become full priests or masters, and they run their own temple. And they might be in New Jersey, in Brooklyn. Uh, they're in you know different places, Houston. They're in different places like this. And we start to build these houses up all over, and then we can come together nationally. We have them on the African continent. I know we, we communicate with a Madhu Netcher Club, Madhu Netcher Kiswahili group, in, and they're in London. Uh, they're bringing me yeah. out there and, um, you know, to speak for a whole week in January, uh, in February. So Beautiful. these groups are popping up all over. So they're on the continent, they're in Europe, and there are several countries in America. So the idea is that like I today, I had at least almost a half a dozen or dozen people come up to my table who come from down south, from Florida, from Georgia, come up here for the conference. They here. And, and the first thing they say, we ain't got none of this down near where we at. You know, so the idea is to develop these priests and priestesses so they can go back and start communities, these schools back in their homeland. You know, New York doesn't have uh, carte blanche on this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, yes. expand this. But we, un- it's unfortunate that most of the people who have the knowledge uh, is here in this area. But So we have right. to develop institutions so that we can train people to go back and develop these cells all over the place. And as these cells come together, now we get power. Indeed. So, you know, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm proposing, to develop powerful cells in each of the states. So if we have a powerful cell in Atlanta or, you know, Georgia, a powerful cell in Florida, a powerful cell in Alabama, Louisiana, South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, Pennsylvania, here, uh, then these cells can come together for national big monuments and big programs. And then we could be Absolutely. of aid, you know, to the African continent and to the brothers who are here, you know. And the diaspora. Look, we got to save brothers in Brazil. There's more African people in Brazil than any place in the world outside of Africa. But there is somebody else's paradigm, speaking the European language, totally, totally, yeah. totally out of their paradigm. So they can't. This, so even if you give them some good information, they can't do nothing with it right now. Absolutely. You can import all the arts and crystals you want out there. <laughs> And it won't do any good because they, they, got, they got all the crystals it. there. All yeah, the crystals right. come from Brazil, and they know nothing about what's underneath their feet. They have no foot in that in that particular industry, from what I understand. Right. right. You know, um, the, the education, yes, because there's a brother right on the 25th, yes, from um, Bahia, and he's like, we need you brothers down there. He's like, they do not have the information, and they need it. They're in dire straits, and they're sitting on it. They're sitting on the fortunes, and they have no idea what's under their feet. See, so if we had our, we, uh, our institutions here, this can be a dynamic. This group that's coming together could be a dynamic group to have a comedic university, and yes. we certify people to go back to Brazil, go back to London, go back to where you are, and set up schools. And be certified through us. You see what I'm saying? We don't. We don't need nobody to tell us what we can't do. <laughs> we we certify our own people. So you know, hopefully, Absolutely. something powerful like that can come out of this conference. You know. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I know that if, if anyone else, you have the power as our great warrior to call for it to bring it together. 
you know, you have that risk as an elder, and it needs to be done. But like you spoke about earlier, it needs to be a detailed, formatted agenda. And we need to hold people accountable for the parts in which they'll be assigned to play. And we can follow up, and it doesn't have to be done in public, you know, but it needs something has to be done. Something has to be implemented because with all this power, with all this potential for it to be unlived, I don't think the ancestors are going to be pleased at all with that. Just, you know, to create forums for people to see how far they can piss, you know, <laughs> yes, sir. as opposed to, you know, actually being the the fulcrums or the energies or, or the vessels for which the ancestors could come through in the system, the rebuilding or the re-implementing, you know, or the resurrection of all of these things that we get so excited about when we study, you know, for everything that people might say about Dr. York, I will say that he put up some temples, you know. Yes, sir. In, in, in this particular day and time, in our reality, because, you know, oftentimes it's told to us that, you know, you really, it's very going to be hard to do A, B, and C if you don't have a reference point. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. of that stuff you're talking is just pie in the sky. You know, you have no references. You only know what this European has taught you and showed you. Well, I could say, well, this melanated man went down to Eaton, Georgia, and showed me something different. Mm-hmm. So I know it can be done because I saw it. Right. And we know, you know it can be done. We, yeah, do we it. know it can be done, how, how we choose to do it. As we go forth, we can learn from the mistakes and even do it better. Like, I get mm-hmm. distraught when people keep talking about Tulsa. And I'm like, cool, but you learn from the mistakes. Right. Just like the Matrix, right. it, it adjusts accordingly. You mm-hmm. know, you study what we do and it adjusts accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So that can't be done again. So we do the same. We learn from our mistakes. We adjust accordingly. And then we re-implement. Yes, sir. You know, sure. and and yes. you know that they're, they're telling you that you can die standing on the corner. You know, <laughs> people don't come outside no more. They're upstairs playing video games. So the the threat of you know actually meeting one's demise while you're doing something that is of the benefit for you, your people, and the legacy of your ancestors. You know, you're not even gonna will it. You just don't want to put your hand in it at all. You just want to die in an apartment or a street corner, I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? We have everything that we need to go forth, to re-implement, and to strategize, and to do all these things that we're talking about, but it can't be talked anymore. Right, it has to be. Talk it has to have just a, getting, it's getting heavy. got to have a plan. Yeah. Got to have a plan. You know, all that brain power in one room and nothing coming out of it, it, it you know... I see with different eyes, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm listening to ancestors. I'm seeing through the spiritual. I'm just like, can't continue like this. There has to be something tangible that we're walking away from, you know, with this. So in regards to the Medjunetra, is there any course that you're offering? Are there any books that you have written or you're going to write? Is there a yes. beginner's course or is there an introduction? Do you have Medjunetra for children? Yes to all of those questions. Number one, I, I teach the Medunetra at a university level, and I teach it right here in the community. 
I actually have more students in the community than on the college level. Uh, I have a beginner class, a beginner intermediate, an advanced beginner intermediate, uh, and advanced class. Um, in fact, we're looking for space to expand into because uh, at my beginner class, we had standing room only. We could only have, you know, at the location we were at, we could only have house about 20 students at a time. So okay. we're actually probably looking for a larger well, space to, to house uh, our classrooms. Uh, mm-hmm. About how many people did you do you need to um, house in this particular space that you're looking for? Uh, I would love to have a beginner class where we could house at least, you know, a beginner class like 50 students, you know, okay. at a time. I'm going to do yeah. what I can do, yes. Right. So that's that's part of the agenda. You know, um, I have an online class, so it doesn't matter if you're in Mississippi or Alabama. They can take my class online. So I have a beginner class. And then yes. In October, I'll have a beginner and an intermediate class online. Uh, you know, so time, you know, where they are, doesn't matter. And then people can even be certified. They can take an exam, take a test. Uh, you know, when they get to advanced students, like I have two of my advanced students now who will be teaching in September. So I'm I'm proud that, uh, you know, Sister Ricchetti has given me the information. I've passed it on. Sister Ricchetti is probably the number one Madhu Netcha teacher in the, in the country, uh, if not almost in the world right now. And, uh, right. you know, I'm one of her top students. And so I'm taking on that banner, and I'm producing top students, students who can who can really do some dynamic stuff, you know, with the Madhu Netcha. Well, our translations is better than all the European Egyptologists, you know. Uh, so, and we got to, listen, my bro- brother Blue Pill, we got to rewrite all these books on ancient Egypt. We That's can't take the Egyptian Book of the Dead that Wallace B. Budge did. It's outdated. We've got so many mistakes in there, and the spiritualness is, is missing out of it. The coffin text. Right. We need to rewrite that. The pyramid text. We need to rewrite all of that from an African-centered spiritual perspective. It awaits you. You know, have you or any of your students ever gone to the quote-unquote Cleopatra's Needle in Central Park and deciphered that inscription? Oh, yeah. My my uh, first-level intermediate students have to do that. So we've we've read that. Um, in fact, we did for the spring equinox. We broke it down to all the people that was there, and uh, we'll do it again uh, in the in the spring again. That's March twenty first. Uh, we'll be doing it again. We invite people to come out to to the check-in and uh, partake in the spring equinox, a change of the season, and also to understand what that um, that check-in is all about. Um, but yes. Yeah, that's happening. My book, Spiritual Warriors Are Healers, is our, a book that we use for the beginner and intermediate class. Um, and then we use actual text when we actually get into the advanced class because we're actually translating text. Yes. Can you tell them how to go about getting that, um, your, your offering, yeah. your book? Well, people who are listening who are going to be at the conference, I'll have my book available at the conference. It's $35. Um, I'm on 125th Street and Malcolm X Boulevard. They can come there. Or if you live out of town and you can't get there, you can go on my website, mfundishijahutimusmadunetcha.com. That's mfundishijahutimus, J-H-U-T-Y-M-S, no vowels, uh, madunetcha, M-D-W, 
and then Netcher, N-T-C-H-R dot com. And they can order my book right online. Don't order my book from Amazon.com. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some people are bootlegging my first edition, which is supposed to be out of print. Um, so it doesn't have all the information in it. So, um, and I'll just make sure that that information is out there for the conference. Um, but again, they can go online. They can even hit me on my Facebook, and that's Mfunditi Jehutimus, and I'll give them the information to order my book. Any place in America with shipping and handling is just forty-one dollars. If you live overseas, this, uh, the book is $60 because uh, they hit me $29 shipping and handling just to get the book across to London. Well, I, I went to ship some materials yesterday. They wanted $40-something. It was more than the merchandise. I'm like, that hasn't been revolutionized yet. Like, we need to figure this out. That needs to be hacked and disrupted, you know? Yeah, and they got a monopoly on it. They got to use it. to London. Yeah, they got a monopoly on it, but got to break that <laughs> up. Figure that one and out. You got to come up with a black, you know, a, a, a black underground railroad to get our stuff out there. You know. Yes. Where there's a will, there's a way. But uh, again, Indeed so people, I'll have my uh, table set up at the conference. So I have the natural room. Uh, the paraphernalia they need to ancient Kemet and all of that, my books. And I have a new series of learning tapes. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, on the Madhu Nature. And uh, that'll be available at the conference. We, we Instead of on a CD, it's on a, um, a USB drive. And they can just plug it into their computer and it has uh, lessons like one, two, three, four, five, the whole semester they can buy or just one or two or they can go on my website and each month download a different uh, lesson. So we're pretty excited about that. So the brothers will have that ready for Sunday. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, Is it possible that we could take some callers? We do have hands up in the call queue. Okay, I'll take one or two. Yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, family. All right. Family, if you're listening, any questions, comments, or concerns, please press 1. I do have hands up already, so I'm going to honor the hands that are already. Okay, let me go to caller from 720-800-720-800. PCU and yours, caller, welcome. Hello? Peace. Peace, peace, Hotep, Hotep. Hotep, my brother. Oh, wow. Well, um, first of all, um, how do you pronounce your name, brother? Um, Um, Infundishi, Infundishi. Yes, Infundishi. Okay. Well, Infundishi. Brother, I, I watched you on um on a, on an interview with uh with uh with brother Rich. Oh my bad. Peace uh Islamo uh uh, uh brother uh, Blue Pill. Uh uh nice to be on here. Nice to be on your show first Welcome. of all. <clears throat> but um yeah, brother, you 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 are so on it, man. I mean, Yo, yo, history lessons and, and astrology. I mean, I, I I appreciate what you're doing, your commitment, your zeal. I mean, um, yeah. If if you can make sure that you leave more information about how to get in contact with your classes, so we can learn more about where we messed up at and and putting pieces back together in in in, in our family first and then in the community. Definitely, you know. So um, just more power to you. Uh, um, Thank it was you. interesting. 
Oh, yeah, no problem, no problem at all. You know, I'm sure you already know this, but I, I got to lay that down there for sure. Um, I'm interested to know what you bring back from Nigeria. When you go yeah. out there, I got a few, I got a few Nigerian friends, so um, uh, let let me know when, what, what what is that going to be presented in? Is going to be presented in a lecture? Is going to be presented in a book? Um, whenever you want to, you know, be able to uh, to uh, to get down and, and drop that lesson, I, I would greatly appreciate that. I'll purchase that. And um, that that was great information about you know the flood and 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 and, and the mounds, the, the so-called mounds. They look like mounds now, definitely, but they, they are definitely shaped as pyramids. And and the dating on that, you know, um, how you were saying it comes from West Africa and 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 in uh, America, just pretty old, also and. And uh, were you saying that the ones out here in America are older than the ones in, in Kemet, what they now what they would now call Egypt? Is that what you were saying? I'm saying that yeah, they're parallel. Okay, they're yeah. parallel. Okay. Right. So mound building started first before the pyramid building. Okay. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's, that makes <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That's why it's right. so uh, so ele- elementary compared to <laughs> to um, to the pyramids. Definitely, right. definitely, definitely. Um, so it's, could, it's just could, you know that African people were, see, we're not, we're indigenous from the African continent, but we are the original people on all of the continents. So we are the original people, yeah. we the original people here. So a lot That's of people true. get confused and they think just the red man, the red man, when he came here, we were here already. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, brother, exactly. I, I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm on that understanding. Do you know of any works, or did or did you do any works to just to tell us what type, what what, what were the tribes that were out here? What were the names? What were their locations and things of that and things of that nature? Did you do any work to 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 uh, correlate? Uh, no, because the sim- there's some brothers that already did, there's some brothers that already did that. As I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. There's a okay. couple. Okay. There's a couple of brothers that um, that have some books out on the black man being the indigenous man here. Uh, I don't okay. have the title of their books, but I've read them. They're excellent. So you need to, um, you know, just jump on that. Okay, no problem. And just uh, one more question: uh, What can we expect from you in the future? And uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the, the yes, time, I have uh, two, Bluefield. I finished two more books. Please. I just finished. I finished one book, and um, Mama Rosalind Jeffries did the introduction for me. Uh, so that book will be out uh, in this in the new year, 2016. And then in the summer, right. my book two will be out. So I got two right. new books that will come out next year. Right. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I'll I'll be listening to uh, KTL again on on on, uh, on on Blog Talk, you know, the archive. So if I don't get the information right now, I'm going to definitely get it uh, later on because I'm an avid uh, KTL listener. I, you know, this this channel right here, this platform right here is, is meant for you, brother, and I'm I'm glad you finally, you know, you came on here. It's my first time that, knowing that you came on here. I don't know if it's your first time ever, but I've been listening mm-hmm. for a while, so I'm glad to, that you enjoy this platform. Um, I, I, I'm glad also that you made a comment. And you said you said I'm I'm not anti this and I'm not anti that you know because because me I'm a I'm an Orthodox Muslim you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm an Orthodox Muslim but I love my people okay and I have to check anything that goes against that goes against my cultural beliefs 
you know, right. or, or my or my common sense. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So so I, I I have to balance things out to make sure that I'm not believing in something that's oppressive towards my woman. You know, and it's mm-hmm. and it's one it's one belief in Islam that we have is that if you know, people don't believe in heaven, but you know, I I believe in heaven so so bear with me, okay, that the the gates of heaven lays at the feet of your of your mother. So if your mother's not if your mother's upset with you, we believe that you'll never get in heaven. So I, I always try to remind my other Muslim brothers like, you know, hey man, you know, if you're not pleasing your mom, you know, it's over for you. You know what I mean? So that's that that's that my odd understanding about the woman right. that, you know, you know, uh, uh uh the brother Ben, I mean uh the brother Ben who passed away May 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 his soul rest in Jenna. Uh, uh, spoke about how to how to how the black how about how heaven is between the black woman's legs, and I, I dropped it down just a little bit lower to her feet. <laughs> so you know, I just thought I'd make sure that uh, that uh, I, I let you know that I tell Muslims to always respect women. Don't we you know we don't we don't we don't condone any oppression, and we have to make sure that that Africa. And, and African Americans or Moorish Americans out here understand the same thing that you know we we have to lift our women up. We need more women scholars to teach our African culture. You know, it doesn't matter what religion you are. You got to know where you come from first to even have a, a correct mindset to 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 digest whatever you're given. Like you guys said already, it doesn't matter if I gave you the unk. If you still if you still a nigga, you're gonna be a nigga with a unk. That's all you're gonna be. So we have to. <laughs> so we have to make sure that this 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 type of information is 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 your foundation before you receive any type of other information that foreigners or non foreigners may give you. And with that, I say just I say to everything you said and uh, uh, Islam more for allowing me to be on there. And I say I'm for the family. Peace and harmony, brother. Peace. Indeed, indeed. Okay, we're going to go to another call in the call queue. We're going to go to caller from the A six two. Caller from the A six two seven five four A six two. Call a piece of you and yours. Peace, 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 Islam, brother Shah. Peace, peace. How you peace, doing, brother? Brother Blue. All right. How you doing? Brother um, Mufa, um DC. That's how you pronounce your name, right? Infidici. Yeah, Infidici. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I watched a lot of your interviews, man. A lot of your um, lectures online. One with um, Brother Rich. Um, I like a lot of your work. I mean, I definitely want to, um, you know, I definitely got to come definitely check all y'all brothers out on 125 and come spend some money, you know, generate that black dollar with the brothers. Um, yeah. Definitely, I'm I'm trying to make it to the um, lecture this weekend. Um, definitely, um, I just got a question I want to ask you, right? Um, now, all right, now we just established that we was the first people in America, right? Correct. All right, so my thing is this, right? Now I've been I've been looking into this. I've been doing research on this for like at least the last six years. You know, I'd have heard the brother Horace Butler. Um, I'd have read the brother Emotech book, The Africans Was the First American. My thing is this, right? If we already figured that thing out, because I'm I'm one of them type of people. I don't believe in that old slavery thing. I think they enslaved us in America, and they were just moving us around. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Do you still believe, because I hear a lot of different people speculate a lot of numbers. Some people say 100, 100 million. Some people say 80 million. Some people, because when you look at the research in the, in the 1800s, it was only 4, 4 million people here. I mean, so if it was 80 million people that came across the slave trade, you mean tell me that almost 94 million of them died and only 4 million made it? Well, let me say this: if you if you examine the Arab slave trade, uh, are you are you referring to the Moors? Or are you referring to the Moor slave trade? Or are you? Um, I'm talking about I mean, the Arab slave trade. More than eighty percent of all Africans perished. Eighty percent, eighty percent, and I'm being kind. I think the statistics were even higher than that. So now you, this was the they Arab Muslims had no regard for. For African life. Okay, all right, right. Because you know that that island or that that um place that they said where it was a slave palace, you know that they said that that, that was a lot of or that was a myth that um a lot of scholars said that they couldn't even prove that that was a slave castle. I don't know the one the one in Africa. I can't remember the name of Some it. Gory right Island. There. Yeah, Gory Island. Exactly, Gory Island. Yes, it's a, it's a couple articles. And it's a couple. Of, they actually saying that that was a palace. Right. That was like, um, like you know, a more stronghold. Um, but I just don't like. You know, my thing is this because I, 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 I question, know. What's your question? Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I just wanted. That was basically my question right there. I just wanted some insight on that because I know you're um well um, researched, brother. So you know, I definitely just want some insight on that. Okay. Now, I think I understand your question. I'm not sure. You it was kind it's of muffled to, a little if, bit here. I'm but sorry, as far as the slave want to know, did the transatlantic enslavement of African people take place? Exactly. Okay. Yes, it did. I don't know to the extent. So you can't trust the European statistics and stuff like that because he's never going to tell you the truth. Um, no. We can't, you know, maybe the statistics is not, you know, correct, but the transatlantic enslavement did happen. It did happen. Uh, Africans were depleted from the continent, brought to the Americas. How do you think all those brothers came to South America? They weren't just they there were the, already. They weren't just I'm, there. Let um, me ask you one question, though, about that, though. Because when they say Columbus came here, when Columbus came here, he came here, he came to Haiti, and it was black people there. My oh, whole yes. thing is, but my we whole thing is this. Everywhere. Okay, so, so they could have been in South America as well. Like, no, we could have been. Not to the extent. So you have to look at the the numbers and where they're at, and then how they were controlled by the Portuguese. So you got to do. You got to look at the Columbos. Look at the, the slave rebellions. That's that's recorded. Have you ever seen the, um, that document, the Doom Devices, where they came around and enslaved all the Aborigines of the world? Uh, no, I haven't it's seen a, that. It's a papyrus. It's a papyrus from Pope um, the Fifth. It's called the Doom Devices. And what it was is, after the Moors got expelled from Europe, they went around the world and enslaved all the Aborigines. It's a very interesting, and, and it's under perpetual slave servitude, so it's still going on right now. So, I mean, it's a very interesting um, papyrus. I mean, it's a couple right. of them, you know, some, a, a few people um, well, that's talked a, about... You, you kind of answered your own question then. There was still right. enslaved of African people. 
Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, no doubt. All right, so we, okay, um, you know, thank thank you for the um, thank you for the um. Action, I will man. Right. I definitely. I will say this, brother. There's a conference that's coming up in New Orleans next year um, to examine some of these questions. Uh, I think it might be taking place after the quote unquote debate or what have you. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep you informed about what's going on in regards to this conversation and where it's actually leading and whatnot. All right? Well, I appreciate no doubt, no Thanks, doubt, brother. brother. All right? Thank you. Thank, thank you. Peace, peace, peace. Hotel. Peace. Indeed. Okay. One more second. I see a hand going up. This is this is our surprise guest for the evening. Call it from the 347-650. Peace. Peace to the God, peace to the universe, peace to you and yours, and peace to the family. Yes, it is your brother, the Red Hill, the poor and live is direct. Back in the motherfucking building. Yeah, we got the elder on the phone, man. No person. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me, elder. I do not mean that you, vanity. But welcome to the platform. We're honored to have you. I was listening to the wisdom being um, shared by the elder, and I can't wait to uh, Sunday to be in the presence of both uh, the elder and the esteemed panel scholars that have come forth from United, you know what I'm saying, to uh, to shine their light, and the people are so excited. They're so excited. I'm still in the streets of New York City with our brothers and sisters who have come from out of town by the flock. This is like an exodus to get this information and to be amongst the uh, the, the esteemed scholars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The family is indeed. out there in numbers. Salute yes, to them. Yes, indeed. It's the forming of a nation is what I see. You know, I see I see well, the uh, the beginning of this, this renaissance. Well, like the brother said, you know, it's very important in the midst of that formation, to have an agenda which pretty much, you know, speaks to direction. You know what I'm saying? Well, what do you do yes, with indeed. this energy? Now that it's all a mass, how do you direct it? Where does it go? You know, what do you, you know, what, what's, what's, what's your, your barometer to know that work is being done? You know what I'm saying? So all of these things are going to be address this upcoming weekend and I know that our elder is gonna take the opportunity to uh galvanize the energy in the building so we can all walk away with something very practical and look forward to uh you know, being the builders that we know and we say that we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In fact I said a chain exact sentiment. Absolutely. But for I know our our brother, our elder, has to um, you know leave us apart soon because he has to be up very early. I don't know. Is that your phone, Scratchy Sound? Well, Red. there's a Scratchy Sound behind me. That's not my phone. It's the environment. Oh. I'm trying to distance myself from the noise as we speak. I'm going down a hill. So. Uh, okay. Yes, I'm going to mute my phone for the moment, but we'll join each other so we can continue to show Brother Bluefield and um, just give me a few minutes if you don't mind. You got it. All right. 
I'll take uh, one more call, and I got to, you know, pull out. Okay. All right. Um, That's it for the callers. I don't see any more hands up in the call queue. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, So, um, and I can give my information. All right. Well, Danny just shot up. (laughs) As a man just shot up, let me um, get one of these callers out of the call queue. All right. I see my brother King Simon's in the building. Call us for three four seven four nine six. Super Simon, peace. Peace, peace, hotel, hotel. Master Infinici, how are you, sir? I'm doing excellent, sir. Excellent. Uh, wonderful, brother. Um, you know, after all this dialogue, brother, see, uh, brother Infinici is very humbled in what he's done, and you know, of course, his comedic legacy, and of course, they, you know, a lot of people don't know about his uh, his martial arts legacy. But um, yes, uh, brother, 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 Infidici, please just uh, please just let let the people know the importance of understanding the martial arts from that comedic background. And from because you've 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 done you've been a grandmaster for many years and you've defeated certain people and all kinds of stuff. Please, please let them know that connection real quick. And I just want to remind everybody, you know, our doors open at 2 p.m. at the NBT National Black Theater. Vendors, if you're yes. still trying to get with me, get with me. Call me at three four seven four nine six one zero two two. And yeah. um, they call we, me. Ask to me. Call King Simon, please. <laughs> Call right. King Simon because yeah. I try to, you know, if you got your own table, it's cheaper. But if I have to provide a table, it's more. And we're going to, I want to let everybody know we're honoring all the, the, the speakers uh, first that are vending. I want to make sure they get into the building. And vending setup is at least 1.30. Try to get everybody in the building. And, um, you know, we're going to do, we got we to gotta make it do what it do. But once again, the martial arts dynamics of why people need to understand the martial arts from the ancient Kemet African yes. system, brother. Please, real quick. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, I appreciate that, my brother. Thank you so much. You know, that's what love and respect to you, man. Okay. Love and respect to you, brother. Uh, just to let people know, uh, I had we had mentioned earlier with Brother Blue Pill that one of the falls for uh, like um, Little Africa, like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and all this, but they had all this economic power, all of this, but they didn't have a defense force set up, mm-hmm. and depending upon their former enemy to save them when their enemy was the one that you know divided and destroyed them. Um, it's important for you to have a some form of a defense system. We created the combat system as an institution, as you know it. Uh, ancient Kemet, if you go to a place called Beni Hassan, ancient Mahez, on the walls it shows you uh, the Magi warriors. It shows you the martial arts, the combat arts called the Menchu art. Menchu was the nature of war and combat based upon Ma'at. And uh, so I've had the privilege of uh, training on the Infundisi Ma'asi and training um, on the continent. And uh, I'm one of the first four Infundisis here in America who was a grandmaster in the African martial arts. I was six times national champion in regular combat arts, which today they call kind of like mixed martial arts, uh, the karate circuit, karate kung fu circuit. Eighth degree black belt in Shaolin Chinese Kung Fu, and the national mm. champion in free trip to China. Um, 
so I, I, you know, I teach, you know, the weapons and the stuff like that. So even now, I still teach the martial mm-hmm. arts. I still have mm-hmm. um, five masters under me and 25 black belts under me. And we're still... Wow. Hold on, brother, because you long, you long overdue for this, man. And you know, you know, you know, the brother Blue, he teaches the system on one hand, he teaches in uh, Kiswahili, and the other hand, he teaches on Medunetta, right. which is very interesting to me because I've I've never studied under I've studied under uh, GM Anthony, Soaky Little John, and Professor Moses Powell, but this brother here teaching you a language on two different hands. <laughs> wow. Well, that's we talked about the paradigm, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get their paradigm together. They're, they're not just combat; they're learning, you know, they're learning the science, they're learning right. the language, they're learning the culture. So yeah, not only yeah. can they fight, they can defend a culture. They won't be just fighters. They'll be defending the legacy. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I had to bring it up, uh, Baba. I had to bring it up because, uh, like I said, I've never studied under you, but I've heard so much. And I've, you know, I've researched your book and also mm-hmm. watched you do certain uh, demos and stuff. And I'm very honored that you'll be amongst the, the, the young and the old in, in, in this whole this whole dynamics of the comedic yes. uh, conference. And, uh, you know, I can't stress again, people, get there on time. Tickets already sold out at Nicholas Brooklyn, one ticket left in Nicholas Brooklyn. And I think uh, Nicholas Harlem should be knocked out already. But the online tickets are selling. So we need people to get there because at the door, I think it's 30 or $35. Remember, we're located at 2033 Fifth Avenue between 125th and 126th. I'm always the promoter doing what we do, and, and and I can't wait to see the the amount of people that's coming out. Big up to Simon at House of Consciousness all the time. You know, King Simon Productions is there with the brother, and, of course, it, a lot was sold on 2012 stores, Brother Polite's uh, website, and just want to thank everybody, man, that's been that's been supporting all of us. Well, even my anniversary last week, want to thank you. And yes, Brother yes. Infodici, thank you for being such a humble light and spirit. You know, even amongst when we were with Khalid, Muhammad, and all the rest of the great soldiers and the past. So keep on doing what you're doing, brother. Always supporting you. Yes, Love and respect. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Absolutely. Great, brother. Peace, Thank you, brother. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Let me give him my number. See you tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah. Let me give him my number so they'll know to um, call me. My number is 347 347- Four nine six one zero two two. I will repeat it one more time. One more get more. Three four seven four nine six one zero two two. My website is King Simon Productions dot wordpress dot com. Just celebrated twenty years in this business of production and promotion. So I'm honored to be working with House of Conscious, Sonetta T V and the whole family and all all of you. I can't wait to see y'all there. I'll be right there at the door giving y'all some flyers and making sure y'all sign the email list. Done deal. All right. That's right. That's all right. Peace, my brother. Yes. So, Elder, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but these hands keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Just one more. One more. Let's go to caller from the 216-216-298. Peace to you and yours. Greetings. Hello. Greetings. Okay. Hotep, uh, I'm Kim calling from Cleveland, but I wanted to find out 
how could one go under the martial arts training? Like, do you have people in different areas besides New York? Uh, yes, I do. Um, you know what? I I have affiliate. I have some students in Cleveland, Ohio, that have a comedic temple. And, and name? Uh, Ori Pianchi. Ori Pianchi. Hmm. Right. But oh. there's, a, there's a comedic temple there, and uh, they mm-hmm. usually bring me in every year as a speaker. And they got really? about a hundred... They got about a hundred members, and uh, they're doing some really positive things. They got a, they got a village. The whole really? And, wow. Really? Do you know where? <laughs> I can't give you an address like right here. Area. You know, oh. But uh, right. you, my, my Facebook is Infundisi Jehutimas. If you kind of like uh, or text me or something like that, there. Um, my number three four seven seven nine two nine one three eight, and I'll get you a number. Seven, Here we nine, go. Two, nine, three, eight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Indeed. And that's you know, what it's and, about. And just to add just on that, the whole combat thing, um, we've had tremendous African martial artists in karate, kung fu, but because we're in somebody else's paradigm, those karate and kung fu experts are not necessarily leaders in our community. When when you go when I went to China, the Chinese Sifu is a leader in their community because you know what? He is a component and a leader of their culture. I had a guy who was my guide. He was nineteen years old, he was a master. And even the elders bowed down to him because they realized he was a component who was going to be teaching their children their culture, and their legacy. And we don't have that here. We got black belts with trophies galore and everything, national titles and stuff, but they're not leading our community. They're not showing example. And that's because they're speaking somebody else's language, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, or something else, and somebody else's culture, somebody else's clothing, you know, like that. You know, one of the things that we do, we wear African clothes, we speak in African languages, and we're yes. tapped into the comedic spiritual system, so you know it's different. So Have you ever worked that. with um, Master Kalindi? Master Kalindi is yeah, he's part of our system. Master Kalindi is, is like one of my bro- uh, big brothers. One of my brothers. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, indeed. Yes, he, he belongs oh, man. to we, the yeah. Kupagani Federation. We need to do a conference, man. We bring together, you know, the importance of the spiritual mm-hmm. mastery by way of the mm-hmm. martial arts, as well as, you know, what the brother advocates by way of the mycelium, mycelium and, you know, mm-hmm. now they're talking about the acacia and things of that nature, the transcendental aspects are tapping in. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot on the horizon mm-hmm. that needs to be discussed. And um, like you said, we have everything that we need to actually engage the audience in what it is that we have to uh, impart. So we just need to get to it. I look forward to it. I want to say thank you so much. You know, this is an honor, and we will be doing this again, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Okay. Thank you again from the bottom of my said I look forward to seeing all y'all Sunday. Shemotep. Shemotep.
Okay. Our brother has just uh, checked out what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a song real quick, and then we're going to get right back into the program. We still have hands up. We're going to take the callers. Our brother Red Pillar is going to be joining back with us. I think he has some information that he needs to share as well. Okay. Um, So we just got finished talking to the master teacher about the necessity for the warriors and warrior class. And there was so much, damn, thinking about things that I needed to ask him to speak with him about after he departed. Uh, But nonetheless, let me play this tune. This is from my brother Ken Briston. It's called We Don't Need Al. It's us against them. They don't give a fuck about us. So we got a mob out. Nothing happens. How come Jesus can't stop hammers clapping? If he can walk on water, then our plight should be easy then. Feel some type of way when you see me, do me greasy then. A lot of gang violence, police a bigger gang though. Jobs ain't hiring fellas, so we slang yo. If you ain't banging for the portal, what you bang for is us against them, homie. That's the way the game go. Ain't no black leaders, all I see is cowards. Shit'll never change when a coward got the power. Way too many funerals. Young girls ratchet, old crack fiends, new pill addicts. I think we're moving backwards. We need to make changes. It's dangerous. Looking in the mirror, see a stranger. A lot of black millionaires, way too many poor niggas. We elected Obama and led to more kids. We don't need our shark. Nah, hell nah. They ain't your way. They don't want to keep you back. It ain't no white man. It's these niggas. We don't need our shark. Does the Lord hear our screams? A nigga say he a boss, I wonder what he means. Would he spend his money on ammo to go to war with ya? If they froze his paper, did we be poor with ya? You can make a lot of money being coroners. The ghetto lose so many warriors. Nigga mentality is born in us. Born sinners. Judge give us long sentence. Shit's ridiculous. Never seen Sharpton in the trenches when it matters. It's hell on earth. No joy, no laughter Hard to climb the social ladder when your skin is blacker Poverty plight, same book, different chapter They say gay's the new black, but that's whack Cause gay people never got lynched from a tree To they neck snap, police kill a nigga Too much talk in the marching Puppet politicians, fuck jacks We don't need our They got you focused on the motherfucking Illuminati nah, shit. No. Meanwhile, we don't need our you ain't handling your motherfucking business Botox, fake nails, titties, and asses. By next year, society will probably be cashless. Height to inflation, no help for the masses. Warm melanin, nothing deeper than blackness. 
And they tell me it's the white man I should fit But it's my own kind doing all the killing hit We ain't seeing clear sellers, drug sellers fit Sensitized to homicide, death, we don't cry tear Our elders felt us, they pussy Integration was begging for crumbs from a cookie Fuck a Jersey Shore, motherfucker Snooky Girls that I know paying rent, selling pussy The hood'll never change, cause niggas don't rep it right Rise man for counsel, young niggas grip the weapons tight One heart, one brain, same vein, same pain Slave blood niggas, now it's time to be We king. don't need our shark, we need to really bang for our shit, nigga Nah, you live in the hood, we don't need our shark Should nobody that don't look like you run businesses there, nigga Nah, sure, it's about economics, man They work for the other side Make them respect you. No more marching. None of that shit. For everybody gangster, let's get it the fuck in, nigga. We don't need our shots, nigga. The youth is heated, family. Alright? So, yeah, we need a new language. Because the tongue that we've been provided, you know, it's been sharpened into a sword. So, you know, like I said, we got the conscious showcase tomorrow. There's going to be a plethora of MCs coming through. You know what I'm saying? Showcasing that new conscious music. There's a whole wave that has enraptured our um, our hoods. You know what I'm saying? Hood to hood, there's people that's... Uh, you know, really? picking up a whole new conversation. Yes. The conscious showcase is on Sunday directly after the uh, comedic Armageddon War Conference. So there was a change, I believe, directly after the conference. So all of our MCs that are going to be there, you know what I'm saying? All of our artists, all of our creators, the brothers and sisters who might have wrote a 16 in your head, while you were sitting right there in the audience listening to Sarah Shoot and go in or listening to, you know, Infudishi go in or whatever, it's going to be directly after that. Saturday mm-hmm. is the museum at noon to 3 o'clock at the Metropolitan Family. If you don't make it um, for the initial meetup, just go to the museum and come through. Pay them $1. There's suggested right. donation. Give Brother Reggie $20 because he's the brother who's going to be giving you the tour. The brother's going to be sharing intellectual property and his wisdom with the family. So a dove is asking so less, so little. So um, don't worry about going to the door. If they charge you, give them a dollar. They have your artifacts. They have stolen artifacts. They have pillaged artifacts. Yeah, I don't pay them shit. Guys, I keep it federally. You know, I go right up in there. They get nothing. They, yeah, I look at them like they're crazy. Well, no. But like, I'm, here I'm, I'm here to see family. Well, no. Yes. You know, interesting conversation about that today. And I was told that the museum, the European-owned museum, are housing. Our artifacts, and, and and this person said that they're grateful for that. 
that Africans should not be in control of their artifacts because they destroy them and the Arabs destroy them and the people who are over there have been destroying them so they're safe at the Metropolitan Museum. So if that's Damn. the case, family, make sure that you go to where it's safe. Show up to the safe house with your cameras. Don't tiptoe to the tulips, though. Don't be too loud. I say go there and do whatever you want to do. Because when we were there, me and yeah, Louis, we, your go there, we go with that. We go with the intention of waking up our ancestors who are housed and storage behind glass and in cages behind glass, you know, which would be a perfect segue for this conversation that we're going to have tonight about how they are storaging and housing the modern-day Nesubitis and pharaohs and netters behind iron gates and glass and things of that nature. The same way that they got our ancestors in the, in the museums and our brothers and sisters are publicly saying that that's a great thing for them to be in and it's a great thing that the European was able to dig them out because we're able to now touch them and see them. It speaks of the modern-day aspect that some of our great ancestors are also inside of institutions and people are like, oh, there's just safe housing our people, that's a great place for them to be. Because if we want to, we could come and touch them and see them and smell them. But let the European control them because they're savages that tear things up. So you see the similarities? Time family. Or the zoo. We're going to get into it, though. Do you by any chance have anything recent that we did together or you may have done beautiful art or something by Red Pill? Maybe a crew love? That doesn't play too well, right? Nah, the the base on it is not right. But um, if you're gonna get into it, just get into it. I don't. Yeah, I played enough music for the night. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So here we are, family. Back oh, let me say it. Hold on. This program is sponsored by. KingsCounty.BigCartel.com. That's K-I-N-G-Z-K-O-U-N-T-Y.BigCartel.com. We got the Marcus Garvey edition of this. Hi-ya! Okay? We are going to have um, some more uh, comedic gear, uh, you know, the, the convergence of the comedic rock. I am. Brothers call might have dropped. He'll be right back, family. Make yourselves comfortable. Do me a favor, though. In the meantime and in the interim, go ahead on your Facebook or whatever social media you're the king of and share the link. Let the family know that we're broadcasting tonight. There's going to be a real talk hour. We're going to go in. So, uh, you know, make that, make that pop. Peace to the family that's in the tri-state area this weekend for the Comedic Conference. I'll see y'all tomorrow on 125th Street or if you show up to the museum. I believe we're going to be a part of that as well. And if not, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing could could have stopped me from being here this Sunday. So your brother's in the building back like I never left. Black at your black ass. What do you ask? I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to 
my brother Keith Horton. Shout out to my brother Brick, Detroit's finest, all right? D-Town, the D-Town family. We are uh, the brothers in New York City for the conference. We've been uh, making some things pop, filming some uh, some interesting um, projects that we have. Shout out to Brother Rich from UGR, another explosive one in the can. Shout out to Mama Pell. I see her going viral and whatnot, doing her thing. That video was uh, very touching, you know. Shout out to the Dwyer Center, Abby, uh, and all of the people that are over there. And um, what's up? Shout out to KT the Arts Degree and Blue Pill, legends, man. First and foremost, before I even start running my mouth, I have to publicly say to both you and KT the Arts Degree that I love you and thank you for everything that you have done for me personally and for the Know the Ledge, for Kings County, for Seven Heaven Seymour's, for Greenleaf Herbal. You know what I'm saying? You have given me faith in the power of you know what I mean? The power of this platform, the power of what the future holds, you know? And um, I haven't even gotten time to catch up to the archives of all of the monumental shows that you were helming or heralding, Brother Blue Pill, carrying you on your shoulders, you know, representing the, uh, your shoe energy, you know, post 40th, but I will definitely... I've been hearing from the streets. I, I don't even have to listen to the show probably because everybody's telling me a lot of stuff, but I'm definitely going to catch up. But thank you for everything that you've done. You don't know how valuable that is, not just only for me and you personally, but for people around the world that we may never, we, we don't even know that we can count. You know? But um, here we are. You know, here we are, Friday night, you know what I'm saying? What's today's date? December the 12th, 2015. The last time I was on this radio show, it was a prelude to the STEAMS conference, a conference that was history in the making because you saw Moors on stage with the Kemetic, the war god of Kemet, Okay, Sarah Sutton study, Hebrew Israelites, Divine Prospect, Oklim uh, Osiris, and all other brothers and sisters. New Covenant, to Minister Inky, who also represents the Kabbalah and things of that nature. And then we had all kind of other brothers and sisters from Pan-African, RBG. We had our brothers from the New Era Detroit Movement, which are black activists who are arduously putting in work. Ground foot soldiers who work gets put on the news. They're not labeled as thugs. They're not labeled as dissidents. They're not labeled as homeland terror threats. They're labeled as a black organization that doesn't talk about doing stuff. They just do it. Expected in Detroit. And these are real Detroit people. They're not bookworms. They're not poindexters. They're not people who are not known in their community. They are the community standing up for the community. And they are, and they are, they were, they were in the building. They showed a lot of love. We did a, a monumental interview with both of them. Um, our sister Nandi, Nandi's Cafe, the poets that were at Nandi's Cafe. What's the brother? What's my brother's name that was going in? Huh? 
No, KLX is a beast. KLX is representing uh, What's Up Africans. What's Up Africans. What's Up Africans. Legends. Legends in their own right. We'll get into them. Hella black, hella proud. I was amongst, you know, the movers and shakers in the community. The reason why I say that is if we come to a conference and when we hit the hotel, it's filled up with people from other places around the, around the world. Then you the jet setters. You're the movers and shakers of the community because you're not experiencing it vicariously through a YouTube channel. You're putting boots on the ground. You're making an investment. You're taking time out of your experience in the matrix to experience something that hasn't even been experienced yet. This ain't no remix. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? This is not clone. This is not season what? You know what I'm saying? This is original programming. This is some real stuff right here. You feel me? This is this is the wave. You know, so for the people who are brave enough and love this movement and love themselves to make it to make it in the building, salute to you. And for the people who don't make it in the building, for the people who feel like it's not their business to come out, peace to you as well. And we had the time of our lives the minute the plane landed. You know, y'all didn't get to hear my testimony or my testament to the Detroit trip, and I'm going to make it brief, you know what I mean? But I have to talk about it because the minute our plane landed, I saw a side or I saw a representation of Detroit that I knew existed because when I studied Detroit, all I saw was black excellence. From the from the giddy up, from the gates, I saw black gangsterism. You know what I'm saying? I saw black consciousness. You know what I mean? I saw black militants. I saw black manufacturers. I saw black um, um, uh, uh, Motown. I saw black music. I saw black soul. You feel me? I saw all of that when I studied it. So I was like, yo, something got to give because everybody gives you this negative picture of this dystopian, you know, failed city that has no hope. But I know wherever you, wherever there's no hope, that's where all the hope is at sometimes. We talked about that in the lecture on Sinetta's channel when it entitled The Evolution Will Be Digitized. I gave you a rundown. I showed the top ten boom cities for African-Americans the top ten, but I also talked about the top ten. Brand quote unquote, All of them, brand Huh? Doing a lot of heavy branding tonight. Go ahead. So, yes. <laughs> so, we went to black-owned restaurants, or we went to. Aboriginal-owned, you know, indigenous-owned, melanated-owned establishments, and we were greeted with respect and honor, you know, and with love. And it was a great experience. You know what I'm saying? From the beginning, our host, the brother that I'm sitting here with right now, Keith Horton, this is a special brother right here, and he does monumental work. 
He doesn't sleep. Diddy. He's on his Diddy shit. Hold on, see Diddy in the naked. Take that, take that. <laughs> but he knows what it takes. He understands that this is not just talking about consciousness. Yeah, I'm conscious, or I know them. You know what I mean? Or I'll be all right. Yeah. No, this is about doing what it is that needs to be done because he understands that we can't do everything by ourselves. You can't just sit back and wait for things to happen. You got to come around with resources. You have to come around with some drive and some integrity. You got to make things happen because we react to moves. We we, we, we react because we move shakers, so we shake with the movers too. If you put something together, let's do this. But you have to first know how to deal with your people in a respectful manner. Is that a fact or not? Like when we come out, of, when we go out of town blue and we arrive somewhere, we would expect everything to be, you know, a-okay, right? Yeah. You want to be treated with dignity. You want to be treated with respect by your brothers and sisters. You want to make sure the places that you're staying is not compromising your welfare. So when we arrive and it's five-star, and we've been doing this for a few times already, like I like the feeling. I appreciate the fact that when we go to do what we got to do, that we're an opulence. We're surrounded by opulence. And what it's allowing us to do, say that again? I said indeed. Is that a fact or not? Like the Atlanta trip, and then we did the Detroit trip. So going back to what you were talking about, about DNA responding to environment, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that our environment is reflective of the teaching that we're imparting on our people and the teaching that we're imparting upon ourselves. You know, KT is getting you on a microbiological, molecular uh, uh, level. Inky is giving you, you know what I'm saying? He's going in on his genetics. Yeah, they out of here. They out of here. Me and you, we going in on the, yeah, we going in on the whole, through the culture. You know what I'm saying? Through all kind of aspects, through the history, through the now, through the mythos, through the metaphysics of it and everything, you know? And then you're saying everybody is building comfortably, right? It's very peaceful. I'm going to do a fact check. In all of these places where we go where it's opulence, right, and and everything is set up nice and everything is set up the way that it's supposed to be, does that not reflect the mood of, you know, how everybody is carrying themselves? It's it's very reflective, yes, and it balances out and because it, we we are staying in Opulence, but in both trips, Atlanta and Detroit, we went to the, you know, we went into the underworld. We went to the hood. We and went into the underworld, man. The Duat. Because we understand the concept of going in, and when you go into somewhere, by going into the underworld or going into the duat, you're entering into that world from the bottom up. I'm coming in through the basement. So by going in through the foundation, you will always 
You know what I mean? Like, if, when you come in through the underworld, you come in through the duat, let's keep it real, family. In the underworld and in the duat, that's where the quote-unquote what? The movers and the shakers, the people who make things go, the people who are the action, the people who are not talking, the doers, okay? The people who will be so close to the mythology, the mythological figures that you participate about and that you romanticize and envision and things of that nature, or you even identify with, and you feed sometimes the, the, the personification of those energies or the personification of those um, systems in human flesh are actual people. And then you also have areas, people, places, and things. So when we go into these underworlds, it's like, Looking for the rose in the concrete, and you find it, you know? And it repeats itself on a continuous cycle. It shows up everywhere that we go. Every time any civilization that you study that we're part of, it's all about the underworld, you know what I mean? So in Atlanta, we go to a peace rally in Bankhead that was thrown by the GDs, the Bloods, the Crips, the Nation of Islam, the Moors, right? This day was very interesting because this day, you know, in my humble opinion, is the day that certain things started that we see in this community now. Okay? At the end of that peace rally, it it became not peaceful. It's a lot of place. Nobody talks about that because it wasn't on film. But I realized something that day. You know, it was that day that I realized that there's two forms of consciousness that's taking place right now as well. You know what I'm saying? You got this book, you know, the stick it to stick by the book, and you know, then you have a consciousness that's coming from the streets, and they are Christian and they are Muslims. And they are the nation of Islam, and they are going to say, you know, Allah is the greatest. And they are little girls from the moral science temple, and they are going to say that black is not our race because we're not colors. We're, nation, we're nations and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to stop that because you're not yeah, going to stop the GD from being the GD. You're not going to – nobody's saying nothing to the bloods. They're not, they're not saying, your bloods, by the way, stop selling drugs to our people. Your bloods, by the way, stop killing our people. You know, Crips, but you know, they're not saying anything in that direction. So, the, alterca- the altercation ensued because one of the conscious brothers was upset with a brother from the Nation of Islam because he started talking about religion. In the midst of a monumental moment, where people who don't necessarily come together were coming together. I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying. Because I'm not going to stay on that. We're going to move forward. Right? Atlanta was cool. Everybody was able to talk and plan and do what it is that we had to do. The, 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 it was negative or positive ions in the air. Not to, I'm just doing that as a fact check. But everybody who saw the videos, you can, tell, you can see what I'm talking about. Then we come to Detroit. Detroit is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? The first day we had a panel, it was all of us. Inky, 
steady, red, blue, divine. We were fielding questions from the audience. We were also there was also a prepared list of questions from people who purchased their tickets both online and in the audience, and then we also opened up for questions and answers. And that was one of the most interesting, enlightening, resourceful, and just all around fucking awesome panels that I've been a part of, not to mention that me and um, Blue was the host. Yeah, that was slick. That was nice. So once again, we're talking about being in an environment where the message reflects your environment. I'm not doing no chicken shacks no more. Put me in a castle. I got some shit to say. You know what I mean? So the brother put together, he put us in the auditorium inside of a college that had enough seats to fit a, to fit a thousand people, and everything was state of art. Is that a fact or not? Or not? Fact. The beginning of our campaign started at that conference. We talked about it on the show. We went out there, and and and, and it goes. That's why they say, "Watch what you talk about," because you're gonna. They're gonna they they cashing checks real fast these days. They cashing it so fast they swiping. It's swiper fast. That's how fast your shit comes around. Like a swipe. Shout out to the swiper. You know. And we went to Detroit, and they say that you will be tested, and I got tested, and I'm here for, <laughs> to testify about my test because it made me a testament to who I am, you know what I mean? And, you know, hashtag what a time to be alive, man. I've I've completed a test for my immediate people, my brotherhood, to witness, and now I'm here to share it with the family. And today's a good day, you know what I'm saying, and go down in history as the day that, you know, not only on the eve of the traumatic war conference when, you don't read about Hey Ru. You identify Hey Ru. You live Hey Ru. You live like a super Hey Ru. You live in the Saurian mythos and a Saurian tale in the real world. You, what are you talking about? Are you trying to tell me that you want to tell me about somebody from 100,000 years ago? What are you talking? And I understand lineage and DNA. So if you're going to tell me about him, who, where is he now? Who is he? That museum that you said how the ancestor that the museum is housing your own ancestors, the crime against, against humanity, are you not even retrieving DNA samples for them so you could do the DNA check on their hair? You're not even plucking locks? You ain't even get a toenail? So you could do the DNA test on it so you could find their living relatives right now? Like, please, where they at now? Because they're more powerful now than they were back then because they have many other lineages in their bloodline. It's about the now. It's about identifying the gods now. Because there is a war against Kemet. I can identify it on multiple fronts. Just the fact that where I was at, when they put the story of ISIS up, you had killers. Dope. Everybody in the future was calling for on the mixtape. I know kidnappers. A couple of my and that's all I was listening to, preparing for my vacation in the underworld. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm good. 
But if anybody was, you know, you see me preparing for it, and I'm in a room full of them, and then a story about ISIS comes on, and they're like, yo, we're going to kill ISIS. I want to kill ISIS. They tell yo, Depp, let me out. I'll go to Dearborn and go and kill ISIS. There's traumatic people who name ISIS. They go to name ISIS. Okay? Stop playing semantics with me, man. Y'all stop tiptoeing through the tulips. You don't think that's a war on you, huh? You're not that crafty yet. Legit, take me to your leader. He didn't give you that lesson. You don't know about word semantics, word magic? It was called ISIL when Barack Hussein Obama says it. He tries to help you out. You know? But you don't know who he is because you don't even invoke Hussein on him because you're, you're part of Islamophobia. This shit is so real. Remember, they took me out of the scene for 30 days. I had no TV. They had no newspaper, okay? There was a time where they gave us a TV, but before that, there was no TV. It's just you and yourself and your inner thoughts and who you really are. They take everything away. You have slippers and greens. But keep in mind that a saw is green in the underworld. They put you in the underworld because the when you get put in purgatory, what is that in modern-day reality? I know what the mythos is talking about. People are trying to get all bookworm on you and take you into the mythos and go verbatim on you. I said in the modern-day reality, the now, the now, they said the now is the present. In the present, purgatory is your ass in a box or the big. If anybody says that it's not, they haven't been there, okay? They're reading about it. They're watching it on Netflix and chill. You know what I'm saying? They're following the fucking tweets of the jails and all of that, or they invest in the prison. They did not ever get caught up, not doing a bid for being a piece of shit, not doing a bid for doing some heinous acts, not doing a bid because you, you know what I mean, deserve to do a bid, doing a bid as a rite of passage, doing a bid as an initiation, okay? Doing a bid like if I was 10 years old, no, not 10, like if I was 16 years old and we was in Uganda, you know what I mean, or Rwanda or one of these places that everybody says that they're from, my initiation would go into the Serengeti sometimes and go and kill a lion or a wild beast. Unfortunately, you know what I mean, and I didn't create the situation, but unfortunately in modern-day times and these days and times, the same kind of initiation and rites of passage, unfortunately, and it's not the same now as much as it even was before, but it's going to jail. It's going through the system. You know what I mean? It's going up north to the motherfucking mountains to see if you're going to come back a man or if you're going to come back as a Caitlyn Jenner, as a girl. Okay? They was doing sex changes a long time ago, but it wasn't the way that they're marketing it and promoting it to you now. So that's been taking place. But that's that up north trip, especially for people in New York, such as myself, and especially for scorpions and people who understand what I'm talking about because we represent what? Resurrection, the raising of the dead. I don't know if you've been doing your homework lately or if you got there yet in your studies because there's a lot of stuff to watch on YouTube, but death is just a cycle. You know what I'm saying? Death is inevitable, you know? If you're going to be born, you're going to die. So don't get spooky on us. Don't go pseudo. Don't go pseudo because there's death. All right? 
And that's what Scorpio right. represents. Scorpio represents the death. I talk about the butterfly and the caterpillar. I say that the caterpillar goes into, yes, it goes into the cocoon and then it turns into a butterfly, right? So if you go into a situation where you get incarcerated, such as the situation that happened with myself, and I'm going to break down how it happened and why it happened, and like I said, it was for nothing heinous. So people go through these situations where something just haphazardly happens or something just randomly happens, and then you find yourself in the belly of the beast. Well, family, that, should te- that, that usually is a test. Then you find people that are in purgatory because they need to be there because they have done something heinous against a human being. That's not really a test. That's punishment. That's a penalty. We're separating the two now. Then you have people who are just being attacked by an enemy, right? And that's the form of that enemy's attack is enslaving our people or putting those people in bondage. And that's also a situation that has been taking place. And that's a test and that's sometimes a punishment. What I'm talking about is a test, okay? I'm not identifying a test. Nobody was ever harmed. Nothing was dealing with any kind of illegal act. I got put in the situation I was teaching on Sunday at Wayne County University College. Wayne State, right? Which is an esteemed college. Facts? They have a College of Engineering. What else do they have there? All of them. This is the this is the this is the thing in Detroit. I was on that stage with all of my brothers, my brethren, okay, making history. Then I was in Wayne County Airport, which is a rather nice airport, right? You know? And then I was in Wayne County Jail later on. Due to an altercation that took place in the airport between the travel agent, because the height of security is such a high rate, there was a phone call made to a police officer or police officers that there were individuals that were being very um, loud. Okay? There was a flight that was missed. As a result of that flight being missed, we were told that we were not being able to get on the plane, that we would not get on the plane, that they would not honor our request. When the police came, they said, we have to take your ID if we come down here regardless of anything. I said, you know what? Take the ID. Give me your name and your number so I can make a record of it. Do your thing. Officer comes back and says, do you know that you have somebody from another state looking for you? I said, I was not aware of that. The officer went ahead and did something that's unprecedented for people who are in bondage or enslaved and who do not have certain kind of statuses. Those people usually get handcuffed and taken away if the officer says, another state popped up and said that they were looking for you. But I say that I've been in these streets for 10 years, and I've been on 125th Street. I'm a vendor. So my name has been run many different times before, okay? Nothing like that has ever even occurred. So I said to the officer, no, I don't know what you're talking about. The officer said, well, guess what? They called back and said that they do not want to detain. They said, do not detain. Okay? If there's anybody on this line who understands what that means, then you understand what I'm talking about. We'll get into that further or down the line. So they did something that's unprecedented and said, brother, 
they didn't say brother, but they said, sir, you can put your stuff away, put your bag away, you're free to go. Matter of fact, we'll even escort you and make sure that you're able to check your stuff in. I was flying on an airline called Spirit Airline. Keep in mind that I'm on Spirit Airline. Keep in mind I came on Spirit, and I'm leaving on Spirit. Anybody know Spirit, you know that they're notorious for charging you for their bag. They ain't even charge you for my, for my bag. They let the bag go. I turn around, I walk, I go to the gate to check in. I see the officer coming down. Officer has hands on hip, right? Officer has unholstered weapon, but hands on hip. Not staying out, just hands on hip, walking towards me. You know what Red Pill does? Red Pill goes towards that person and says, is there, is there a problem? They say, I have some bad news for you. We got a call that says to hold you. Okay? So I said, that sounds like double jeopardy to me because at first, if you tell a person that you're not going to detain and you let me go and do what I have to do as a as an individual who's responsible for his destiny, I said I'm going I'm, I'm going to go handle that. I got people that I can go and check that out. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. But they understood. You know what? You know, they did what they did. That was their chess move. I don't know how many people that's ever happened to, but I really don't know any that that's ever happened to. So, make a long story short, they put fugitive injustice. Now, if anybody knows what that means, that means no bond. That means no chances of anything. That just says that we're holding you until somebody comes to get you. And they said that they're going to come and get you. But the spirit told me, nigga, they're not coming for you. These niggas, they call it, they playing a bluff hand now. So I go to Wayne County Jail. If anybody got Google Fiber or Yafas, put that in your Google search engine and just put Wayne County Jail, Worst Jail USA. So not only <laughs> am I in a dystopian city that is known, that is on par, is it the murder capital this year? It is the murder capital this year. Wildlife magic. Hello. Wait, murder capital? <laughs> but we're talking about the underworld, though, family. Keep in mind. Let's keep in mind that we're talking about the underworld, and we're also talking about comedic war and Armageddon. And we're talking about the fact that when I was on stage at Wayne University, I told the family, address me as Detroit Red Pill. There's something about being out here. It has me in my Detroit Red energy. This dystopian shit that I'm seeing, these buildings that look like they got hit by sun missiles, like all of this stuff is just, it's Afrofuturism, dystopian poetry to my eyes. Like I'm loving this shit. You know what I'm saying? I tapped it into the dark force, but for a good reason. You understand? Like on some Sean Gold shit. We go to the mirror, what's the name of that? The who? Dabu's African Bees. Google that and prepare to be blown away. He has the most futuristic, like, this place has to be duplicated everywhere that we're at because he has portals in this place. It is the illest. Um, we got pictures. We just showed anything in the video. So, you know, that's one of the first places that we went to in that's why I felt the ritual taking place. That's why I was like, yo, there's something special that's about to happen. I, I can feel it. And if anybody was on Instagram following me on Facebook, you saw how I was building it up, putting it out there like, yo, Detroit is the bomb. I'm loving the energy in Detroit. I'm feeling Detroit. 
Detroit, y'all need to invest in Detroit with the people, you know, come on. So fast forward to Wayne County. I'm in Wayne County. I'm supposed to be scared, though. I'm not scared. There's no fear about anything. My energy is more so let down energy, like, damn, look at who I'm letting down by the fact that I'm allowing these people to kidnap me. I know that my mama pill, I know that my brother, I looked at the face of my brother. I saw for the first time, you know, the fact that my brother, you know, I, I don't, I know that my brother loves me. You know what I'm saying? And I love my brother. But I saw at that instance when he saw me in that car and I told him, make sure with anything that you do, take care of my daughter and my son, bro. Make sure you take care of my seeds. I got this. I'm going to take care of it. You know what I'm saying? And he gave me his word with his where He showed me that we had, our bond is inseparable. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I got my brother. I got my people with me. And I was pissed off about a lot of things. And I went through that phase where you go to sleep. I, they, they had me in an airport jail overnight. They was, trying, they was feeding me McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Cheeseburgers. I was like, at least give me the chicken. I actually, I give me the chicken. And you go to sleep on that concrete thing there. You know what I mean? That's when you wrap up. I wrap up like a cocoon. That's your underworld descent. Then you start. Then the niggas came in the morning and took me to Wayne County Jail. Now, for any of my Rikers Island graduates, you know, you know that if you get, if you get Rikers Island, you can do anywhere. Like, anywhere is like, you know, it's like detention. It's like going to, you know what I'm saying? It's not the same because Rikers Island is the ultimate jail experience. It is the mother. It, that's the underworld. Like that's the terror dome. That's what they were talking about. Welcome to the terror dome. That's in the eighties. Maybe not now. And um, so I just said to myself, you know what, man, Red, you're just gonna have to do what you gotta do, man. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Everything is happening for a reason. This is what I had to tell myself when I was in that, on that cold, um, you know, that cold brick that day. No phone calls, no nothing. I couldn't even tell the family what was going on. So I make it down to the county. I get dressed in my greens. Like I say, they take put it in property. So you're just yourself. No ops, you know what I'm saying? None of that stuff, you know. You got it tatted all over your face or your body maybe, but you become who you are, which is yourself. I fucks with that. I respect them for that because they, 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 they create a situation where they put a group of people in a, in a place where you're forced to just be yourself. You're dethroned or derobed, and you're just forced to be stripped down like when you're dead. My theory is this, family. Going to jail is a dry run for your death, which is something that is inevitable. So in your death, you never get to see who's going to be there for you. In your death, you never get to see who's going to represent your name. In your death, you never get to see if the mother of your child is going to be faithful to you. In your death, you never get to see if your team is going to feed your family. In your death, you don't get to see who's going to burn the candles. But when you're locked up, you do. That's a hashtag fact. When you're locked up, that's when you, you get to see that. You get to see who is going to ride for you. That is your drive on for death. Because your mom is going to be there for you. Okay, the woman that loves you is going to be there for you. Your baby is going to be there for you. They're going to be there for you in death, 
and they're going to be there for you in life. But it's when you get put in purgatory, do you, do, that's when the test really takes place. Not when you're in a hospital fighting a disease or, you know, you got stitches and things like that or you're at the dentist or you're getting a checkup or you're in school, you're in the Army, you're in the armed forces, you're in the police. No, none of that, not even when you're in the streets. It's when you get put in a box. Blue talks about the box a lot. This is the real box, though. This that purgatory box, like when you see in those Masonic orders when they have the coffin. You know what I mean? When they talk about burying you in a shallow grave, what else would it be in, when they talk about purgatory or the duat? What else would that be but Wayne County? Because if you're talking about the worst place, I just told you it is Detroit, goddammit. You show me somewhere that looks more deplorable than that. If this was like the mythos and all of that, just think, you know, like KT kisses you in Hollywood decoded. I'm talking to you in symbolism right now. I'm symbol literate. You feel what I'm saying? I'm talking about the great divine speaking in signs. I'm not giving it to you the way that, you know, somebody whose nose is in the books. And I, there's nothing against people's nose in the books. My nose was in books. Books are, are beautiful. It's powerful. I'm about to write one. But I'm talking about having your nose in your life book. That's what I'm referring to. It's two different experiences. You read a book about rock climbing, then there's people that actually climb the rock. I'm talking about the people that climb the rock. That's what I'm talking about. So you get put in these situ- you get put in a condition where you're forced to be with yourself. Anybody knows me, you know that I've been running around a lot over the past ten years. And keep in mind that I turned 40 on November 14th. That is integral in this whole story. I need to backtrack a little bit. Red pill and blue pill reached their 40th cycle, not 40 years of age. I have no age. Blue pill has no age. My son Amir has no age. My mother has no age. KT has no age. We just have 40 cycles around the sun, though. I'm ageless. I'm not timeless. I exist in the now. I exist in the past. Let's talk about it. I was in the past, present, and the future. My shit is centrifugal, cycles, planes of existence. I exist as twin. I exist as red pill. I exist as still figure. I exist as wisdom. I exist as uh, filth more. I exist as tweezy. I exist as school, a.k.a. school as in old school. I exist as Detroit Red. Like, let's talk about it. Those are planes of existence. Like if a person calls you by your quote-unquote nickname, you you turn into that nickname. You're a peanut. You turn into peanut. What up, though? Yo, Seti, what up, though? Yo, Elliot, peace, God. You know what I mean? If you call people by their government and then you call them by their attributes and you call them by their God names, you get a different response because that person turns into that different person. So if a person says, peace, twin, I know that they're addressing that twin. That person never changed. It's not like I'm not him anymore. I'm just red pill. That's a higher plane of existence. You understand? I'm vibrating at a higher plane of existence. So when I'm when I'm under that name, red pill, but now I'm Thomas Morland, hashtag 2015025881, and I won't give you the, the next number because some of you niggas too nosy. Start trying to hack me. With my birthday on it, Wayne County inmate. And I got the wristband on right now. So when I do the interview on another couch, 
I'm gonna let it, uh, I'll put it out there for all of y'all to see. You know what I'm saying? You know, that could be a T-shirt. But I will. I'm, I'm keeping this band. This is the band of my testament. This is the greatest story ever told. Me and my brother's story, KT, Mama Pill, A.A. Rashid. Shout out to A.A. Rashid. Shout out to my brother A.A. in Philly. And I don't I don't have all of the information. Did he come on the show today? No, he ain't make it on. We'll, we'll do something. So I don't I don't yeah. want to say rest anything. In yeah, rest in peace to the brother from Philly, man. And I and I'm hoping that's not my brother. You know what I mean? And that's that Scorpio shit that I'm talking about. Like as I listen to the story, I understand that we are scorpions. So we as Scorpios, we're dealing with the fact you can't judge us for anything that we say. We're, we're telling you who we are. We're giving it up to you. We're like, yo, this is us. Like, like Future is a Scorpio, and he's giving you that Scorpio magic. Like Drake is a Scorpio, he's giving you aspects of that. And, he, and y'all like, yo, they're giving it up. And y'all understand that because it resonates and it speaks to them being true to themselves. So, like that boy Dexo Sama said, what he said? Mama said, I got death on me. And it's real because it's taking place. And I saw it with my own two eyes. I was privileged enough to go into a situation where I was a guest in the underworld. You know you have a bad day? I didn't have a bad second. In my situation, the only time I really had some bad minutes and bad times was shit that was going on outside of the situation. Sometimes when I got on that phone, the bullshit that people in the free world be doing or not doing for that matter. But I had to deal with that situation. It was very spiritual for me. It was my initiation. I just turned 40. You sit at the feet of the masses for 40 years, and then you become a master, and then you are hit with a, with a last test, with your last test, and that was my test. And because 30 years ago I was in the streets, no, I was not in the streets 30 years ago, when I, not 30 years ago when I was 30 years old, as a matter of fact. I was <laughs> knee-deep in consciousness. My feet were planted in the streets of consciousness. I'm going to tell you a story about it and how it relates to this story. Blue pill, I was living in Miami, and Miami is the people that wanted me, right, or the land of flowers. Blue pill, I was living in Miami in in, in the design district. Blue pill was going through a situation in New York City and gave me a late-night phone call and said that he needed me to come to New York City and hold it down because he was about to go into purgatory for how many days? Uh, it was like two or three months, something like that. In his purgatory or in his test, this is when he was able to meet Malcolm X's grandson, and he speaks about that on the show. There are episodes dedicated to that conversation, but he went into the underworld, and what that experience showed, in my humble opinion, was when he he went in there and he met that man, and he told that man about his grandfather, and he was... He, he sparked a light in Malcolm X's grandson's brain 
he swallowed that blue pill and everything changed for him. So we went into that world to bring one of our brothers, our soldiers, our black messiahs from out of purgatory, the lion's grip pulling who? Out of the grip? Out of the grave. Pseudo, pseudo. Let's talk about it, man. So here we are. I told my brother, don't worry about me. I don't need anything. I have $500 on me. I'm going to be good. I don't intend on being here long anyway. And don't go out there and tell everybody that, you know, this is what's going on. You don't have to. Tell the team, though. Tell the people that need to know that I do business with. Tell my customers, all of my customers that I do business with, that I apologize, but you can't tell them about the situation. You know what I'm saying? But what did my brother do? He said, no, I'm going to do what I have to do and all of my powers to make sure that all of your customers are satisfied and all of your orders are met. I'm stopping everything that I'm doing, and I'm putting it on my shoulders. And I'm running for this because I will not allow your business to crash and burn so people can laugh at you, so your contemporaries and other people could just kick you while you're down, so they could talk about you, so they could write songs about you. <laughs> you know? The haters are harsh. But they kill themselves, though. You know what I mean? Hold on. Callers, you got 90 seconds to call in 347-637-2135. That's 347-637-2135. Continue. You never met a hater until you met a conscious hater. That's a new level of haterism. That's haterism on a spiritual level. We are fighting foes who we cannot see of a higher spiritual spirituality of principality. Yeah, that's that. That's the niggas that hate you in cyberspace on Facebook. Higher principality. Okay? They do clandestine campaigns against niggas and shit like that. They get a, they get a, a group of followers who will pay their phone bill, right? And then they burn the bridge where they burn the shit that they came on. That's the shit that they do. They come on your platform and they create lives for themselves, livelihoods for themselves. They create names for themselves, business for themselves. They create brands for themselves. But they've never spent more than $1,000 with you, though. They never, they never open up any kind of opportunities for you, and they're not there for you when you're gone. You've had 500 different teachers come on the show. But when you're in situations where they take your future from you or your freedom from you, if anybody has ever had their freedom taken, the taking of one's freedom is the most heinous act that you could commit against a human being in the human existence going on right now. If you want to get close to what slavery felt like, experience that. Everybody who can hear me, who knows what I'm talking about, can feel me right now because this is real fucking talk. How to dismiss all of the lectures. How did this miss the hot button topic? The fact that you're forgetting what the hell is going on when this European who you talk about you want to go to war to puts his fucking thumb down on you and goes ahead and slaps cuffs on you and takes the motherfucking thug out of you and takes the tough guy out of you. Because guess what? I don't care how tough you are. When they close the door, there's nothing. What is that toughness doing? 
huh? Can I follow it or Periscope? What is that toughness doing? Huh? Can you log what that toughness is doing? Because all of that shit means nothing. It doesn't register. It's not real. I learned what was real from what was fake. They turned the fact to me, bro. Humbling experience. Something that every master should go through. I'm on my Jedi shit, man. Or I'm on my dark, I'm on my Sith Lord shit. You decide. It's the light and the dark. It's the combination of the two. How dare you niggas try to separate the two? How dare you niggas try to say that it's one-sided? How dare you niggas try to act like this shit is 180, 1 and 720? Let's talk about it. You need to use all of your sciences when you're in purgatory. Do you know that I use my comedic sciences? Do you know that I use my moral science? Do you know that I use the occult? And I use my metaphysics. The fact that I'm, when I finish this story, I'm going to show this is magic. And my blue is right there. Is that not a fact? Fact. Is this not Houdini putting the motherfucking chains on in public, doing a public demonstration to show you, you know, if I don't come up for air, then I'm not who I say I was. That's what this is. My date to prove I am who I say I am. It was December 15th, nigga. I'm here early with you. Same as it ever was. Or 10. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm the proverbial, I'm not supposed to be here. But, yes, I'm supposed to be here because the comedic conference is this weekend. And I sounded like there with what are you niggas are talking about. There's no wall that can hold me back. Nothing can hold that back. Wisdom Bella and Amir, nothing can hold me back from my children. Man, fuck what anybody say. I don't have time to wait to the 15th. Open the gates, nigga. Give me three. Huh? Lucius Lyons, and they did that. Empire. The last show that we saw was The Walking Dead. We, everybody was on the rock watching The Walking Dead. But magic was taking place while The Walking Dead was playing. While The Walking Dead was playing, one of the OGs on the rock that the young guys look up to was given a lecture like he was talking about to and saying to them. And that's a fact. Or red pill, for that matter. Had some red pill sprinkles in there and some politism with some Umar-isms. He was like, you young shooters, you young niggas is whack, talking about, bitch, you niggas is tough guys, and you in jail with me, and you on the rock with us. And you glamorizing this shit like this means something, nigga. And you only had 20 minutes to talk to your whiz, and you don't got money on your books. You niggas is dancing the future. And y'all running around reciting all of these rappers and talking about the chicken that you get in moving birds. He was like, y'all don't even shop commissary. He was like, school got commissary. I got commissary today. School is me, New York. He was like, sit down, man. I'm not, he was like, I'm not supposed to be here. My son said his two superheroes are Spider-Man and me, and, I'm, and, and he's eight, and I saw him 88 days. I'm his hero. He was like, y'all look up to me. I'm a legend in these, in these jails, in these streets in Detroit, nigga. If you're a legend in Detroit, nigga, you're the truth. I was with the truth. I was with the dudes that y'all look up to, man. I, I was with the guys. I was breaking bread and having lunch with the guys y'all are scared of. I was there with the guys who killing the killers, okay? I was with the Decepticons of Detroit, type of boys, okay? Listening to their innermost thoughts, giving them red pills, sharing my experiences with them, 
have a real fucking talk and having a good time while I'm at it because a lot of those brothers are the most stand-up, good-hearted, misguided, uneducated, or misinformed, <laughs> Christianized, you know, white supremacized. I can't blame them. Those are Detroit Reds. Those are big Nietzsche's. They could turn into something that you, me, nobody can even fathom because it's been done before because Detroit is the center and the heart of consciousness. Did you know that? Do you know what I'm saying? Were you aware of that? So Blue Pill was holding it down, keeping my business alive, keeping my name alive. I could count on my fingers who was doing that. Keeping no I mean, I said, don't set Keeping know the legend alive. I was like, damn. I said, keep it a secret, but goddamn, at least keep a nigga name alive. I was gone off the scene by loose. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't a lot of shit going on. But what I saw when I came back, I'm checking the fucking roads. Quiet out there. A lot of turmoil. But it definitely wasn't wavy like when Pill is there. Blue was, was writing it up. Keep my name alive. What do they say in the tradition? It has a, you immortalize me by keeping my name alive. That's a dry run for death. I saw how that shit is going to be when I'm not here. I saw what it's going to be if I don't tell my story. I saw what it's going to be if I allow niggas to tell me that I'm long-winded and I can't talk and express myself because I got a lot of shit to say. I got to tell my story. And it's a long-ass story. I got 10 years in Harlem. Like I, let me back. Let me go. Let me forward to what I was saying about Blue Pill 30 when I was 30. I came to New York, I held Blue Pill down the same way that Blue Pill just held me down, okay? I came to New York, I decided that the woman that I met in Las Vegas, that I was going to have a child with her, that was my first child that is a man. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't make that trip to New York. I came to New York and I said, I don't want to steal clothes anymore, I want to make clothes. So I went from taking clothes to making clothes. Pitbull, who was going to be the damn president of Cuba, he flew me to Miami because he was fucking with my wave. Is that not a fact, Blue? I didn't get a job all right. Yo, you still there? Oh, man. Brothers' lines just dropped, family. You know what I'm saying? I guess we're going to have to do the part two on Tuesday. This is Brother Longwind, so, you know, we might have to give him a whole episode to walk us through it. You feel me? He calling me on the other line. Hold on. Yeah, the brother really wants to finish his... uh. Dissertation. So, if there's anybody that could call in on a three-way, I got this phone that Booth saying a three-way don't work or some craziness like that. So, if it's anybody that wants to volunteer, let me see who do I trust. My dude has. I see your hand up. I'm gonna open up your line, homie. That's you, has. Hey. Peace, Scott. Can you hear me? Can you call Red on your three-way? 
uh, let me see if I can do it. You know, I got, I got, I got that. I got one of them, them old phones. I think I can do it. What I, I got to do is click the yeah. line, right? It, it should be, yeah. Like <clears throat> some phones got. Hold you on, know, hold on. I got the over thing. Right. I'm gonna go to contact. I'm gonna go to red. Hold on. Some of these phones are snazzy. You got the digital screen. They like merger. I got that shit on my phone, oh. but they don't do it. All right, I'm 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 calling. I'm gonna try to call it right now. All right. Yeah, family. You know, let the brother finish up. He definitely uh, you know, he's on fire. He's on one, so it's very important to him. It's important to us. It's important to the family because we don't get enough time to talk about those who are gone but forgotten when they shouldn't be forgotten. There's millions of melanated bodies, you know what I'm saying? If they keep saying melanated lives matter, are we going to turn our backs on those in the underworld? Hello? Yeah. Blue? Peace. Blue? Peace. Yeah, I got yeah. me on the other joint, but I, I can't combine both of them. I got him on the, oh, you know, on my... Oh, angle to merge. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I don't see no option for that. Um, I got an oldie but goodie. Oldie but goodie. Oh, hold on, let me see, cause they say. Uh, okay. Yeah, in call message browser. No call. Oh, hold on. Would it be con- conference calls? Yeah, conference. Yeah, that's it. Which yeah. one? Transfer conference. Um. Maybe conference. All right, let me see. Hello? Yeah. Red, you there? Who is blue? Red. Just blue, yeah. Is red there? Hold on. Let me, um. Hello? Yeah. Give me one. You don't hear him, do you? Nah, no. All right. No. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Let's do it. Oh, you there? Oh. Yeah, let's do it. Let's oh, do it. Oh, shit. That shit works. Here we here go. It is. All right. Let's That's do it. Peace That's to the family. Get in there. So, yeah, where was I? <laughs> you was talking about when did I end right, your 30 days. You said when you had came back, you met your um, mother, your child, and... Oh, you was talking about, what were you talking about, Pitbull? What were you talking about? Yeah, Pitbull brought, because me and Billy was on Two-Fifth today, right? Pitbull brought me, he ex, he imported me to start out, right? Because it's not, it, it's about, remember, I'm telling you, we do pioneer work. We, we, we show up and build. We're the builders. We architect. So you're looking at Pitbull now, but you're not, it, you're not equating the fact that I began. Now, I'm talking about when he got signed. Who was in the room with him, Paul? We was. We were there. It was four of us. Big Teach was his manager, Red in the Blue, Nicole, who was my ex, my ex, Tiffany, and a Jew, Jewish lady called the Jew Unit. Okay? In New York for TVT. And he said, yo, I'm going to take you out of it. I'm going to take you off the... Um, you know, I'm going to make sure that you become a legend, and I'm going to become a legend, and we're going to become legends. And I'm flying you to uh, Florida. Yo, and that's a fact, right? 
Facts. And I'm going to put you in charge of merchandise. So I'm going to show you how everything is related to right now. So now he's about, he's, he's doing the New Year's ball. The funny thing, I'm, I'm in a spot watching it in the, on the rock. So I'm like, yo, this cycle shit is crazy. It's like A.A. Rashid come and talk about those 30-year cycles. This shit is centrifugal. It's moving in cycles. If you could upload Transform, please do that for me. So when I come to New York this time, when I got up from, I was living in a mini mansion with Duo Lives, with Fire Vibes, who was out there with us today, too. I'm, we're going to just do a video just doing a breakdown of it, too. I'm with Fire Vibes, and, you know, things are going, it's going cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the beach. You know, we building. I'm watching my DVDs, and, you know, I'm hearing about what's going on. But I'm coming to the lectures in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what I'm doing. But what is happening is I'm listening and I'm learning consciousness. But I'm not realizing that there's something called living consciousness. And when I'm living with Duo Live, I'm living consciousness. Because these brothers were uh, Brooklyn MCs who were hustlers, who had their own independent business selling their music, and they lived in a mini mansion in the design district, and they were able to study Salafi, eat Ital food, you know what I'm saying, have mad goddesses come through and treat us like the gods that we were, you know what I mean, get money. We had bank, we had swag, stacks, but we were selling our own product, which was the music. I was documenting and recording everything that was my first foray into media. You know what I'm saying? That was my first foray into using the the, um, the camera as the windows to, you know, as, as the window. You you know, extending the art, the medium through the camera. I was like, yo, this shit is exciting. I'm loving it. When you gave me the call, Blue, I dropped everything, and I was like, nothing is going to stop me. I erased my hard drive. So that means everything that existed that meant something, that shit got erased overnight, and everything meant something that was in front of me. And I was New York, and I was you. And we were turning 30. And I was like, yo, I'm holding it down. I went through my midlife crisis, you know what I'm saying, in the projects in East New York. Where were you living just now? Where are you living right now? Where are you living right now? Your phone kind of choppy on my side. I can't. I'm not making out everything that you're saying. That don't mean with the audience. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. I'm saying, where where do you live right now in Brooklyn? In the east. East New York, right? Yeah. All right. Let me continue. So that trip is what made me come to 125th Street. I've been hearing about this guy, Sinetta. You know what I mean? A vendor who was vending DVDs of the conscious community. People like Phil Valentine, the teachers, because remember the conscious community is founded by teachers and lecturers and scholars. You know what I'm saying? The underground, the metaphysical underground, the teachers like Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemmett, Hakeem Bay, his name doesn't get mentioned enough as a progenitor. That's right. Azazel, Azariah, Dawood, um, one of the names that is not mentioned in the crime 
that is taking place because his name is not being mentioned is Steve Coakley. That's, That's the right. conscious community, bro. That's Brother, if anybody says at the conscious yeah. community, if anybody says at the conscious community when they when they do they you know, when they when they start going in and say, that's who you're saying F. That's who you say I'm not going I'm not even gonna go with the explicits tonight. That's who you said because I want the children to hear this. I want I want people to be able to relate to this. So I'm not gonna go super crazy. But that's who you saying F to. That's the shoulders that we stand upon. That's who we go super hard to fight to make sure this thing doesn't fall apart. And this thing doesn't look like it's stupid and it's foo-foo, like they're looking at it like Chirac, like it's a satire. Okay? <laughs> All right? That's what, we, that's what we're doing it for. Because that's who we came in on the consciousness. Under the scholars, Sarnetta came in as a vendor, and, be, and, and his scholarship is well-respected. And what he did as a promoter and what he's done as the, as the, as the media outlet, and what he's done in so many ways, and everybody, Brother Rich, Brother Big Man, Baba TV, everybody is playing integral parts. But there's no one right. person. Let's always, I'm always going to make this clear. There is never, it has never been a time. There will never be a time. And this time, definitely not. There's no one person on 125th Street in Harlem, New York, that is doing anything by themselves. Now one person. Everything is a collective, uh, 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 cohesive, you know what I'm saying, fluidic movement. And like I said, you got to, like the brothers were saying to me earlier, they was like, yo, when you come to Harlem, it's a whole different thing than when you're on YouTube. Because you never see, what the hell are you looking at in an hour or a 15-minute, 10-minute clip? What are you looking for? What do you think you're going to see? What conversations do you really think you're gonna have? Like, stop it, five. You know where to be. You know where we at. You know where you need to be. You know what I'm saying? This movement is a is a it, like I said, it's it's predicated off of uh, relationships. It's predicated off of people building bonds. It's predicated off of bu- people building stronger business relationships. You know what I'm saying? And networking so that businesses can get stronger so their relationship with their customers could get better, so things could improve, so they could upgrade 2.0, 3.0, so they could get better all the way around, so people's knowledge could increase when they get introduced to different schools and they don't feel threatened or they don't feel, you know what I'm saying, they don't feel um, abrasive when they're introduced to a different school of thought or a different school of knowledge. Because if I was in Harvard and Blue Pill said, yo, I'm inviting you over to Yale, you think I wouldn't go? If he was like, yo, they want to teach you some things at Oxford, you think I wouldn't go and sit down and learn something? I wouldn't humble myself and go and get some lessons? So if the nation of Islam has something to teach you and the gods, the nation of gods and earth have a plate of food for you, you know what I mean? You talk about Thanksgiving. What about the thanks for giving for what they've been giving you? What about Thanksgiving to the community? What about thanks for all of the giving that Red and Blue has been doing? What about that thanks? This is the fucking thanks that I get? My brother had a collection of $200. That's, that was the thanks that I got for my situation. Thank God I got out of the chains as fast as I did. <laughs> we didn't have to wait too much longer for niggas to put some money up for me. You know? You don't wait till a nigga come home. If I get done in a situation, 
You take care of my situation every day. It's conscious community child support. What happened to that? Like, why is Wisdom Bella and Amir not receiving at least? They, Facebook, you can send bands. You can send thousands of dollars. I meet thousands of people to tell me thanks. I meet thousands of people to tell me, what, you know, all of the things that I've done. So this is where spiritual money come in because I'm not soliciting right now. What I'm talking about is happening to your spiritual account. That's what you do in those situations that I got placed in. I said, hold on a minute. You mean to tell me that I didn't do anything to anybody, that I'm out here teaching my people and loving my people, I'm selfless, I'm loving, I'm caring? I just was, you know what I mean? Like, I love my family. I was just with my family. I love my children. And you mean to tell me, no, I'm tapping into my spiritual bank account. You mean to tell me that I don't have a bond? I got a spiritual bond. You mean to tell me that I don't got a, um, I need a pay lawyer? I don't want one. I'm going to get the spiritual pay lawyer. And we know who they are. But that's when you tap into your spiritual bank account. My shit overflowing. Okay? The work that I've done, you know what I'm saying? My thing is, yeah, I got, yeah, we got, we got bands. We got a lot of money in our spiritual bank account. So I had to tap into that. And I was like, yo, we're going to make this thing happen. Because there's two things that we're not going to do. We're not going to miss the thing on Sunday. I don't care what you're saying. And we're not going to Miami. I don't care what you're saying about that. Okay? And we're not not leaving Detroit because all of the visions that I had, I was at 90s eating um, uh, catfish. No, not the catfish. The, uh, the salmon. The salmon burgers. I was like, my work in Detroit is not done. My work in Detroit is just beginning. I'm going to own acreage. I'm going to own blocks, factories. Like, I saw the vision already. Do you know what I'm saying? So I came through the underworld, the Duat, Wayne County. I didn't cry. I deactivated my Facebook. You guys didn't see me on Instagram for a while. I know. You missed me. You know, I fell back. Three people put money on their phone, you know, so I was able to have a few conversations. My brother Keith came to see me, you know what I'm saying? Said he said he was going to come through, but he don't want them people on, you know, and I understood that. And I told the brother I wouldn't put you in that situation, but we going to build because I got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. You know what I mean? I'm in a place where they should all know about you. I'm in a place where when your name is mentioned, they should be like, word, dog, I'm ready to sign up. I'm ready to go help the brother. I'm ready to go pop some bands over there. I'm ready to go make it rain over there for what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go help him buy those houses that he needs so he could help establish a military front like Infudishi was talking about. You could do that in Detroit. You should be doing that in Detroit. Shout out to the new era. The brother showed me open carry. I was in the 90s. He had the burn on his head. Right? Facts. Facts? Facts? You get a check. Hashtag fact. That's real. Yeah, that's real. That's real, though. Open carry. Wherever it is, open carry. Y'all need to just be doing videos with your open carry just building because that has a residual effect. I need to have people around me to protect me that's open carry. I need to have paid lawyers 
that are, I need to have three different groups of paid lawyers that are part of the community that will always be there for me in any situation ever since the situation took place. I need to I need it to be understood if anything ever happens to me that my my children are always going to be good forever. Forever. From the minute this shit happens until the mortal because of what I've done for so many people in the 10-year period. Let's just talk about the 10-year period because going back to what I was saying about me being in New York, that was my entry into Harlem. I haven't left ever since. I came on 125th Street. The first person that I linked up with was the elders, um, Jack Felder and then Nova Felder. Then they introduced me to Sinetta. Sinetta was talking to me about a DVD. Um, brother, what was my brother for the Nation of Islam? But um, Blue, dark skin. He used to work with Sinetta. He was out there with Johnny. I get his name. I was like, yo, I, I came up with a concept. Because I was like, yo, I want to do something out here. Because the, the energy was just pulling me. My grandfather, who some of you have seen on both Know the Ledge and Sinetta TV, he was out there. And my mother was like, yo, you should go up there and be with your grandfather. Remember, he's in his 80s. You know what I'm saying? He needs somebody to look after him. So I was in an old folks home with my grandfather. But then I was also staying with, you know, my son's mother. You know what I'm saying? So I was moving around. And I was like, yo. I think I want to start a clothing line. I think I want to do what I was doing for Pitbull and other people when I was selling Biggie and Tupac and all of these other shirts for $80 with the rhinestones, the cutouts and all of that on Miami, Philly, uh, Atlanta, New York, and all of that. I think I want to put my ancestors on it. I think that they're at war with our image, and I think that I want to fight back through um, wardrobe by creating a wardrobe called Kings County to say that it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at because you're a king wherever your feet is planted. It's a state of mind, but I come from a county called Kings, and that's what they raise, kings and queens. And, a, and Kings County geographically is um, Queens, Brooklyn, and Long Island. And if anybody is familiar with the black kings that rose out of those areas, I'm talking about the hip-hops and the other people who came out of those areas. Look at the people that came out of Brooklyn, the people who came out of the queen, out of Queens, and the people who came out of Long Island. I could go hip-hop on you. I could go Hollywood on you. I could go athlete. I could go sports on you. I could go scholar on you. You know what I mean? So Kings County, that's the, you know, that started. Um, Blue Pill was your first, the design was a comedic design. My first design for Kings County was one of the illest comedic pieces that I've ever seen in my life. That should be in the museum. We should be trying to get our stuff in the museum so, and also taking our stuff out of their museums. But we need our own museums where your piece should be on the wall. I put it on a T-shirt instead. And the reaction that I got convinced me that I need to do this with more symbols. My second symbol was the Hey Ruth Falcon, okay? I put the Hey Ruth Falcon in full color on a T-shirt. Then my next symbol was a crook and flail. And then I, my next symbol, of course, was the game winner. They convinced me that there's no turning back, and I was King Tut. You know what I'm saying? I put King Tut on a T-shirt, and my life hasn't been the same ever since. I put King Tut on a T-shirt with the intention that the wearer would channel the spirit of King Tutankhamen. That was the energy that I put into those designs. 
that design particularly. On the base of it, I had him in a sarcophagus laying down, insinuating you being in a sleeping dead or the dead state, being in a, you know, in your, in your, in your, you know, in your cocoon, right? Or your coffin or your jail cell. <laughs> and then I put the king, and then I put the image of Tut, of his gold mask in all of this high detail, in all of this glory, in all of this prestige. That's what I put on the chest as an emblem and a talisman to infuse my brothers and sisters who I knew who was getting this information from Bobby Hemmett, who was getting this information from Phil Valentine, because they're giving you this information with a flavor that I've never seen. The information that Byron Shango was giving you, the information that Ashra Kwesi was giving you, Delbert Blair, okay? Ivan Van Sertima. So I'm like, Suza. God damn, yo. Susa. Susa. Yo, C. Freeman. Hold on. I got to go back and say that everything was Blue Pills doing. All of this was Blue Pill doing. Blue Pill was a dude that I was cursing out saying, yo, get that stuff away from me, B. I ain't going to hear about nothing called Illuminati. Yo, y'all niggas is weird, man. I was I was very negative towards my brother in the beginning stages. My brother's been conscious for as long as I know. He was the progenitor of this whole, I'm telling you. He brought that to my attention. He brought the tapes in the house. He was in, he was in, plugged into underground networks that I was not. Before the family, you don't understand early error consciousness. It's the shit that you see on Neo in the Matrix in the beginning. It was a secret society. It was really underground. There was no YouTube. They couldn't go into a library and get the stuff that we got. You have to be chosen, bro. That shit was clandestine. It was really the metaphysical underground. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It was the priesthood. So I'm like, yo, I'm I'm listening to all of this information and their tapes and my whole perception of reality and who I was and why I was here and what I was here to do and what I was going to do while I was here, everything began to change for the better. And I had a wide awakening. And the first day that I was here, I saw Dr. Ben at the Omar Dempsey Center, and I knew that I was supposed to stay here. And then I and I came to Sa, I was like, yo, can I hold this table down right here? I want to set up. He just started selling DVDs. He's and you know, he was he had his setup taking place. So he was like, Brother, what do you mean? I'm honored. Please, you need to come. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make it happen. Now I gotta keep in context what was going on, who I was at this time, family, to understand what it is that I was doing, how this was revolutionary. Red pill and blue pill wasn't always red pill and blue pill. We was twin, P-more, right? And, yeah. we, and during that phase, we were in the industry. We was in the streets. And the industry and the streets are intricately related. So ain't no, we don't know where the lines are blurred. Like, it's all the same to us. But we made our legend in the 90s. We got our button, like, if you want to talk, we got our button in the 90s, bro, early 90s. I'm Maybe in the 80s, goddammit. I got to review the tapes. 
So before we came to this consciousness, the name and everything is already etched in stone. The legend is there. Like, we already put in, I'm talking about the work is crazy from day one. And it's all been documented, and everybody is there. And, I mean, wait till we tell it. Great story. Great story. So, you know, hold on. What was I saying right before I said that? I lost my train of thought. You said the story going to be crazy and documented. Oh, of course. And if anything was shown to me, and I don't, I'm here to testify, right, to tell, to testify my testimony of my testament. So I went in the underworld so you don't have to. Like Jay said, I did it so you don't got to. I'm here to tell you what, what I pulled out from the underworld to paint the picture so you don't necessarily have to go through that. So you can, you know what I mean? That's what, you know, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the medicine in it. Right. But if life is a continuation of cycles, family, and like I said in the beginning of my cycle, this is what I've done. This is, what, this is the situation that I've been put in. This is the situation that I find myself in. Okay? Because of the choices that I made and because of who I was and because of the lifestyle that I was living and because of the path that I followed and because of the influence and because of how I saw myself and a whole kind of and a whole bunch of other things. But that's a point of reference because you need something to measure yourself against. Remember in in, in, in Kimmet it was about measuring oneself. So how can I measure myself if I didn't go through all of that? So what am I measuring myself against when I reach this place? What what am I you know what I'm saying? Like what am I connecting to? And it repeats itself in cycles. So in that 30-year cycle is when I began my cycle in what is known now as the conscious community. I stated, I, 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 I put my flag on 125th Street. It, it was Kings County in the beginning. The flag was waving. Then it, it immediately, almost overnight, became Know the Ledge. You know what I'm saying? That form, that brand, or that entity, rather, was created. Entities, that's an interesting name. But it's, that's a whole other topic. But that brand was created. And it was created in real time doing real work. It ain't just a fluff brand. Like, it was actually created in, in creativity and imagination and artwork. God damn it. Nodalesh TV is a museum of artwork. That's an art museum, B. Go and watch the videos. This is old. Keep it in. Keep in mind, that's 0708. The editing on that is superb. The music and everything, like, those those. Those are going to be movies one day, those videos that we did. You know? I did this shit. You know what I'm saying? Started this. Helped plant the seeds. Burn for Sunday. I said you should have them burn for Sunday. I said you should have them burn for Sunday. Yes. 
everything comes into perspective when they take your freedom away from you because it's one of the most haunting and daunting experiences that any human being would go through because there's nothing like not knowing when you're going to be able to breathe again, you know what I mean, real air, or you're going to be able to see the sunrise again, or you're going to be able to be able to eat whenever you want to, or you're going to be able to walk around wherever you want to, or you're going to be able to even go to sleep when you want to, or you're going to be able to take a shower when you want to and eat what you want to, what time you want to. That's very daunting. So it allows you to sit down for a minute and begin to look within. Because you start, you start saying to yourself, what is this shit worth? What is it worth? Because my children don't got me now. So, you know what I mean? This is the end of the road. I'm not even able to talk anymore. Chill. What's fucking with that? I'm not even able to talk anymore. In order to talk to the world, you got to pay now. You have to put money on the books, and they give you a time limit. So you're even able to talk to the world for a 20-minute limit. And there's a time where it cuts off. So you're cut off from the world. That's a, that Damn, is a you know this don't work for that. That ain't work for this dude. He needs to talk. I needed to know, I needed you to hear my voice. You know what I'm saying? So if you was wondering if they came and got me to let you know I'm still here, because I don't want days to go by and you're like, yo, I don't hear from him. Maybe something happened. I don't want anybody to worry. So I'm casually just, you know, I'm dropping in like I'm in the streets, right? I'm calling you like, yo, how's business? What's good? But we ain't just talking about nothing. We're making moves and making plans. Like, I know that I'm coming home. Is that facts? Mm-hmm. Am I ever talking to you in a way that I'm not coming home? No, you're never supposed to do that. Like, that week, though, I'm talking to you like, yo, nah, I'm good. I'm working this shit out. Like, I'm all right, bro. I got this. Didn't I say I got this? How many times? Said it. Said it's enough. Okay. Where? No doubt. Convince me. No signs of, yeah, but I'm just saying because I got witnesses, so I don't want this story just being about me pontificating and going in. I want people to be able to say, look, brother, you're telling the truth because people, people um, appreciate that. You know what I mean? They want to hear that, yo, all right, the brother is, you know, he's saying it. So I'll look but look, man, it's almost two o'clock. Yeah, you got to. Huh? It's almost two o'clock, bro. Okay. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I want you to, I want you to hear it. Like, yeah, so let me, let, let's make a long story short. Okay, mm-hmm. to make a long story short, because I'm going to get into a further dialogue about it on live stream on, on, on um, Sinatra's couch. But to make a long story short, what happened was I persevered mentally, spiritually, and physically. Okay, I'm here now. A miracle took place, you know, that doesn't have to be explained. It was a miracle, all right? What even happened in the airport was a miracle, the fact that they that I was shown that I, I, I see that I'm on, I'm on a do not detain because what happened was when they stopped the first time, they did not detain. They got the phone call the second time, or they rather made their own phone call and made their own move because, remember, they're, they're sending those brothers in there whole 
I'm talking about they're sending people inside of Wayne County by the hundreds. They're barreling those people inside of those jails. I never saw the shit moving at such a pace. Our, our rock was getting filled up every other day. Young boys of all ages as well. You know what I mean? So I was able to see the crimes that are taking place against our people. The food in there is all poisonous. It's, everything is processed meat. So they're giving the people cancer. They're giving the people, they call it mystery meat. They're giving us something called kill shot. We had the STEAMS conference. Minister Inky and KT said it's not about what you eat, it's what you do not eat. So when you're in situations where you're incarcerated, which, which you do not eat, if you do not eat, then you really are at, because the shit that they feed you, you can't survive on that. So when you're not eating it, you're really going through something. I had to go through that. You feel me? Until I got commissary, and they had to wait two weeks to give me that because everybody went on vacation for Thanksgiving week, family. They had me a whole three weeks. For the whole week of Thanksgiving, they had me in quarantine. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, they had me in quarantine. But that was some of the best moments, though, because I was able to build. I was able to teach. I shed so much light on so many young brothers in that situation. I was doing missionary work, okay, community service, therapeutic, and spiritual work simultaneously all at the same time. I mean, we, we are not the same. Everybody's not the same. So, you know, people may not relate to that. But it was it was a task that I stood up to in the eyes of my ancestors. And the ancestors were pleased in the end because, like I said, they got a whole free week of me, so I went and waived extradition. I went in front of a judge. A judge said, listen, you are going to come out. No, they didn't even say that you're coming out. They say that they're coming to get you. They don't even talk to you like, yo, they're gonna, you're going to come out. Because the, 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 the deputy said, yo, almost never the, do they say that they're going to come for you and they don't come. Keep in mind, family, they said that the city of Miami wanted me for something that happened 10 years ago, okay? And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I was like, let them come, because I knew that nothing was going to happen. So I go in front of the judge. The judge says, if by any chance you're still here, December 15th, you come in front of me, we'll decide what to do with you. If you have any warrants or holes on you, you ain't going nowhere. This is a black judge. She has an ankle bracelet called a teaser. The judge is wearing an ankle bracelet. So that's just giving you the level of ratchetness that I'm standing in front of. The level of just, <laughs> the level of just, the, 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 yo, this place is nigger, nigger apocalypse on steroids. Detroit is like, that shit is like, yo, it's crazy. It, it is crazy. You know, it's interesting, but the shit, Wayne County? Okay? Wayne County? But everything is symbolic to me, man. I'm just so symbol literate because my father's name is Wayne. That's so interesting. And Wayne County is where, where I'm at. And I was at Wayne County University. Hmm. And I got a sister that lives in Detroit who's my father's sister. Damn, shit keeps lining up for me. So I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I, you know, as I'm doing these meditations, 
because I'm in walking meditation and I'm going into meditation. And let me just say this. The brothers that I was on a rock with, they said that they've never been in a more peaceful environment. I heard this three times from the places that I went to. It's almost as if a monk was amongst them because the energy that I possessed, I was able to level out all of the energy. Now, please, by no means whatsoever do I do not want you to think that the ratchetness and the niggeration was not at 8 and 10 and levels and during the days. That shit was turned all the way up. Like, but there was no stomp outs. There was no fights. There was no cursing. There was no spitting in people's faces. There was no homosexual acts. There was no extortion. There was no robberies. There was no people overdosing. None of the horrors that people say that take place in Wayne County that I ever encounter during my time there. I was protected by my ancestors all the way. I will say that on record. I have to put that out there, especially because I'm sitting here right now, and it was all a test that I passed, an initiation as a master mason, a master builder who arrives at 40, okay? I got on that stage and told Detroit I'm ready for the work, and the ancestors made that happen. So the mir- a miracle happened, okay? On on Wednesday morning, I just told you that they said that they're coming on the 15th, and it never happens. If they don't come for you, you come in front of them on December 15th. So my fate was sealed. I called Sarnetta. I said, yo, I was supposed to be the host at the Comedic Conference, brother. They're telling me that they want, that they're going to hold me for the 15th. I never told him that I'm not going to make it. I never said, damn, I'm not going to be there, yo. Try. I said, if I don't make it, you and Blue Pill are the host. Let Blue Pill take my slot. She was like, yo, if you come out, brother, don't worry, bro. Bro, you're going to be the host, man. This shit will be crazy. I know that you're going to be all right. I said, yo, you know I'm going to be good, bro. He was like, all right, man. I was like, peace. I spoke to a few other people. I'm like, yo, there's nothing in the world that's going to stop me from not being at that conference. I don't know what nobody's talking because if the 15th, they telling me I got to see him on the 15th, that means I missed the conference, which was on the 13th. And it's a lot of people coming into town that want to rock with the pills. They got things that they want to build with about the pills for the future of mankind and humanity and everything else under the goddamn um, planet because I'm shit galactical. So I was like, listen, it's time to do some more science, all right, which takes place in a mental plane first. Because I'm a mental technician, everything in technology is mental first. Because an iPhone didn't build itself, nothing in the world of technology built itself. It all starts in the mind first. It's all mental. So you begin to do the mental work in your mind, mental paperwork. Then I tapped into my comedic ancestor realms. I put my heart on the scales and was like, do I deserve this? And it was like, this is not about deserve anything, bro. This is your test. Don't put it, no emotions in it. Just go through with it. You're not being judged. Niggas wasn't walking around with free red pill T-shirts. It wasn't about that. You're not being judged. This is a test for your large to see if you are who you say you are. Niggas, go in the casket. Just be good. You all right. And I tapped into my occult and my metaphysical and all of those powers. And on the morning of Wednesday, the month, on Wednesday, December the 8th or December the 9th, I heard Moreland, and every time they said Moreland, 
everybody in the in the in the in the rock, heads up. Like yo, that's a that's a yo, that name Moreland, yo. Yeah, the Moors, brother, we talk about it. I met brothers in there that, that are ready for the anything, whatever. Real people. You know? So some real tragedies, horror stories, shit that I will not even talk about on the show. And that's talking about when I say the loss of life, I mean if you get 50 years at 40, it's a wrap. If you get 60 years at 18, it's a wrap. If you get 80 years, it's a wrap. If you're facing 12 to something, 50 to something, it's a wrap. I'm meeting some of the best people on this, or in Detroit in situations that, you know, unless they're really working with a whole pantheon of ancestors, it's going to be hard for them to get out of those situations because those sorcerers are dealing with a language called legalese. That language that they're using called legalese in Latin is something that the Moors and then something that other people that work on the uh, side of the government and work on nation building and stuff, they're helping people get through that. They're the ones that are freeing people. They're the ones that are fighting mm-hmm. these dragons in the courts and the battle places where the real battle place takes place. Be clear. There's no other battle than the battle in the courthouse. The real battle takes place in the courthouse in our reality. Is that a fact? Right. Tough guy, Tony, John Gotti, killing whatever. You're very humble in the courtroom. You're yes, judge, yes, ma'am, and everything. There's no tough guys in the courtroom. That's where the battle takes place. Coincidentally enough, on a comedic war conference at uh, <laughs> evening, that the battle between Set and Heyru took place in where? Court. Not a lot of comedic science that I know that I've been learned through my lessons, my street knowledge or my street lessons, talk about the usage of comedic science or the utilization of the comedic sciences, you know, getting people out of jail like right now. Yes, you're tapping into that spiritual realm. I'm tapping into my comedic Heyru, my super Heyru, my rising from the phoenix ashes, you know what I'm saying, my Tahuti scribe, my Ampu Anu. I'm tapping into that pantheon. But when I'm talking about that moral science, I'm like, yo, B, miracles happen. The Moors proved it. Let's go. And they, and, 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 yo, man, they told me that I'm going home. And they opened up the gates, and they gave me my second life, man, and I'm here. And I'm not supposed to be here. And there's some people that's not, not happy that I'm here. But I'm here, and I'm a changed man. And it made me a stronger person. And I'm stronger. I'm a, I'm strong. I'm stronger than I ever was. And I got so many things that I really, really am gonna do now because I really see it for what it is. I don't expect anybody to understand what I'm talking about all the way, one hundred. I don't. I don't expect anybody, everybody, to be able to relate to what it is that I'm saying or where it is that I'm about to take this thing and why I'm gonna be who it is that I'm gonna be because I know what I know. You know what I'm saying? I know what I know. I've seen what I got to see. I stay in my own ship. I'm in control of my own destiny. And for so too long, I was in, I was I was taking a lot of my time helping other people with their destinies, steering their own ship, putting my energy and my time into everybody else. I'm famous for that. That's what I do. That's what Know the Ledge as a platform does for everybody. But that's just scared me in there, yo, knowing that, I just might go forgotten, man. 
I might I might drift into the annals of history, B. I might be forgotten about for a few years. Niggas might forget about me. And nothing that I have done will be quantified. Nothing that I have, that I have done will be tangible. Where it is, I could tell my son, I did all of this for you. Look at what I have for you. Look at what I left for you. Look at what you have. Look at what the people have given for you for what your father has given for them. I was in fear. That shit hurt, bro. That that's not what it's gonna be because nobody's gonna tell my story the way that I could tell it. The way that they could tell it, yo, that nigga worked for Sinetta, interviewing people on 125th Street. Not that this nigga has a platform that has lecturers that nobody out here, you know what I'm saying, have brought to the table. We got Dr. Savior on our platform, Phil Valentine, Dr. Umar, Mama Pearl, KT the Arch Degree, AA Rashid. Buddha Clinks, Cosmo Physics. Like I'm neglecting my, I'm neglecting my own platform, bro. I'm not putting my energy and my life into my brand. I'm not putting energy and life into my clothing brand. I'm not putting energy and I'm putting so much energy and my life into it, but at the same time, I'm not even putting enough into it, and my people are not putting anything into it for me. They're not getting behind me the way that I need them to, the way that our brands need to. Not me personally. I don't need nobody's money. I stepped out of Bentley's a long time ago. I was hopping out of everything whenever I wanted to. My mama, I'm going to put mama pillow on the pill on the, on the couch. She's going to show you and tell you, yo, they were jet setters as teenagers. They were doing this at 20. It's Gucci and Versace and all of that when they were 20 in the 90s, bro. Polo in the 80s. Like, I, we did that. I'm done with that shit. So when I see the homies doing it now, I'm like, go do that. If that's what you got to do, my nigga, do it. I did it in the 80s and the 90s. We were with Mike Tyson, hopping out of everything. You wasn't there, nigga. Where were you? Why didn't you have a tour there? To the streets and the clubs. I mean, let's be, let's, come on. Let's be real, man. Let's be real. Don't be afraid to be who you are, man, because they might take that from you. And when they take that from you, you lost the game. It's game over. They almost had my tokens beat. But I'm meant to be him, God. I'm Hey Ru. I did what I had to do. How the hell did I walk out of there? I don't know. The game is to be sold. So the movie's coming soon. I'm not just sitting around waiting for niggas to be opinionated about my experiences and what I went through, what you feel like what I went through, why I went through it, and what happened with me and where I'm going with it. You know what I'm saying? And if I didn't know, nigga, it is what it is. I told you. I was chilling. When you would have been panicking, I was laughing. When you would have been crying, I was smiling. When you would have been telling, I was teaching, nigga. Okay? I'm Gucci. I'm good. I got an army in Detroit right now. What you got? Huh? Stop playing with me. Just like that. Took niggas years. Just like that. I'm Detroit Red. Till. In the building. And anybody who went to Detroit, like all of us at the same conference, you know why I'm showing my ass. Because that is the black city. That shit is really ready for us. Like, it's, it's really going down out there. Wait till y'all see what we're talking about. I'm going to get the footage that we have that's sitting in a hard drive. I was gone for 28 days, 
So everything about the conference, the conference is not on YouTube. The question and answer, it was a, it was, it was a lot of things that happened afterwards, like laptops came up missing, you know, um, some of the footage was shot in different formats. It didn't translate. So now I'm here. I'm going to take care of all of that. You're going to see the beauty and stuff that took place. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm not talking anymore. We're putting together a, a camp, this crowdfunding campaign. We're revamping KTL. We're revamping the platform. It's Mama Pill. It's KT. It's Blue Pill. It's Red Pill. It's AA. It's the family. Family first. That's who's going to see you when you're dead. Those are a lot of people that hold you down when you 